our avid listeners may have noticed that the past few episodes have been a little clearer, louder, and more balanced. We wanted to give a shout out to Chris over at HumblePod, who sat down with us and gave us some helpful tips and tricks to better and more efficiently edit our audio. If you're a company looking to use podcasting to expand your marketing and networking capabilities, be sure to head on over to www.humblepod.com and get in touch with Chris and his team about your options. And as always, we wanted to give our Season 1 sponsor, National University, our utmost thanks and appreciation for their support. Remember, if you're looking to continue your education with flexible schedules and advisors familiar with the military lifestyle, head on over to www.nu.edu slash Project. So to wrap our our military base conversation up, the base you know the, the version of it is that fucking Fort Stewart sucks ass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it is but, probably one of the shittiest postings you can get. Maybe Kansas. I don't know. Fort Drum sounds pretty terrible, man. For, Fort mm. Drum. I've heard bad things about cold. Fort Drum. Yeah, just cold. You're stuck in. New York. What's that town? Watertown. Watertown. Yeah, I've heard nothing good. But mm-hmm. I think uh, the moral story is like you just if it sucks, you just gotta find a way to make it not suck. It's what you make of it, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we are back for part two with the man who needs no introduction, Tom Evans again. <laughs> uh sexy beast that he is. He's uh decided mm-hmm. to stick with us for a longer form episode, which will serve us well because we got a lot of ground to cover this time around. Um, last, you know, last, we left off last time by talking about a couple of really important days for Tom, but also for us as a platoon, you know, we have this tradition of naming certain days mm-hmm. and if a day gets a name, it, it, it gets a name for a reason, right? It sticks yeah. out to you because there's countless firefights that frankly, sometimes I just completely forgot mm-hmm. until somebody jogs my memory because it was either inconsequential or I wasn't in the right spot to really get mm-hmm. the heat of it or whatever. Um, but low crawl day was kind of different, Well, it wasn't different actually, which is why it's a good day to talk about because low crawl day is really indicative of what it was like to fight in Pantway. Yeah. You know, this long foot patrol, you know, it was up and over grape rows through the fields and to get hit by sporadic small arms fire on the way into a village and have that. have the intensity of that fighting increase the closer you get to that village, which is exactly what happened to us that day. Mm -hmm. Um, In retrospect, I see, you know, and this is something we talked a bit about with Brian. I see our tactics and kind of like in three different phases. In the beginning, it was roads, taking the roads, uh, you know, getting in the ticks on the roads, whatever. Then the engineers got hit. And we got pushed off the roads and we basically stopped. And then mm-hmm. the uh, the second phase of that tactics was learning to those really long walks, learning to start them at like midnight so that we could be there at four or five in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we started doing that a little bit more frequently after low crawl day because on this day we left like at dawn or whatever. And we ended up uh, paying the price for that because we were open and exposed to the enemy for the entire day, which ended up leading to us getting into what, like eight or nine firefights, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think quite seven a few. Or eight was like my count. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it blends. It, it does. Blurs. I mean, it's, yeah. it was a lot. It was more than one, <laughs> less than ten. <laughs> it was almost like one continuous firefight for like sixteen hours, but it was broken up, and it's like they took little tea breaks. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Oh, you remember? Like, uh, this is kind of a tangent, but you remember when they were like the call to prayer? So like a call to prayer, they take a little break and go and pray, and then come mm-hmm. back and fight. Yeah, like that, that's a pretty <laughs> consistent thing too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. As soon as you but, hear the speakers, low crawl day. Like we were going to Loy Calais, which was south of Sketcha, uh, east of Sketcha, east of Sketcha. Then how did yeah. we avoid going through Sketcha? We passed just north of Sketcha. Yeah. Really? Okay. Well, so we we kind of split Sketcha north and Sketcha south. So we kind of split mm-hmm. the difference and went kinda past sp- it. We kind of shot mm-hmm. the gap there. Yep. Yeah, because I remember we pushed past where Sketcha was, or maybe we were to the south yeah. of Sketcha. But either way, we, it was past Sketcha. Right. Um, Actually, it was south of Sketch we because was we south, came back. Yeah. We came back through Adams Eye, so it had yeah. been. It was south of Sketch. <clears throat> yeah, because we went by the Adams Eye School. Yep. Yeah. So we left out to go on this really long foot patrol. There's a platoon A and A out there with us. Um, the movement was probably a solid couple clicks. Be my guess. One way. Yeah. Yes, I remember we we came up off the road. Like we, the route yeah, route. we walked up route well, like, for probably a click. Even until about the ALP checkpoint. Yeah. Even before all this, our squad was kind of jumbled up. Mm-hmm. Remember? So. They had this was after we got done doing the the Gustav training. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it was it was myself, uh, you Luke, and mm-hmm. and another guy on the Gustav team. And then it was uh the rest of our team was uh in the rear. Yeah, I was in the back with yeah. Perez. Yeah. yeah. It was just me and him, really though. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> And, and uh, Kitching was out there with us. He actually joined yeah. us for this patrol because I think we were walking in to, to do Ashura. I think. Yeah, it we was. Were. We yep. were walking into Loikale to to do Ashura with yeah. with some village elder who wasn't even there. Yeah, it was like a surprise Shura, aka a we're going to do a quote unquote Shura, which means go out and move into contact. Yeah, move into contact. <laughs> yeah. Go out, <laughs> yeah. get shot at, yeah. shoot it's, back, it's come back to contact. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was <laughs> telling that. It could have been much quicker if we had gone from the north and gone south. Yeah. If we had come down from Route Hyena mm-hmm. to go to Lake Clay, it would have been much quicker. Yeah. But we chose yeah. either because we had done it that well, way we had, before. We walked the dozer line from when we were doing a clearing mission while Animal Planet was out there filming. Yeah. Like uh, they were out doing the, the Glory Hounds right. uh, uh, special they did. <clears throat> and I think it was like a couple, I think it was like a week before that, we had gone out there at the dozer and they dozed the path through. And we were going out there to do something. It was either like clear trees or, or it, it was part trees of that. and walls yeah. because the ALP checkpoint was getting like yeah. just fucked up yeah. from yeah. close up all the time. So I think we used that way because it pretty much like bulldozed a few a bunch of grape rows and walls mm-hmm. and stuff. So it was kind of like a quick access point. So I think yeah. and I think they kind of wanted the LMS surprise too without vehicles. Yeah. Right. So right. instead of you know parking up on the road and walking down, they wanted us just to jam in. Yeah. Through the so, I mean, beat some brush. A couple of things that stick out to yeah. me about low crawl day. One is that it um, it was actually kind of overcast. It, it was, was yeah. It was humid though, but it was yeah. It was, it was bad humid. humid that day. Yeah, but it was like hot. It was kind of overcast, and it was it was weird because it never was overcast except for maybe a couple of days in the very beginning of the deployment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it rained. There was like one day where it kind of rained, but it was like yeah, misty, like misted or something, like spit it around, and then yeah. it was never. I never felt water in my skin for the rest of that nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just but, like a sticky day, man. It was nasty. Yeah, it was just bad. And like, you know, one of the things that was interesting about being there in Panjway, is, and especially in that river valley, 
was because the vegetation was so thick. And especially when you get down like the deeper grape rows and then the, mm-hmm. the pomegranate orchards and stuff is that it would like create little mini jungles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The moisture so, coming off of it would just. Yeah. Like, and especially if those grape rows were irrigated and there's standing water in them. Cause it was just like a, it was just like a, a, a jungle mm-hmm. in miniature, man. And yeah. you would get up on the walls, you know, that you climb up just six, seven feet or whatever. And it was that dry air, desert mm-hmm. air. And yeah. It was the strangest sensation you know you never you would never in a million years would you think you'd encounter like more or less probably like a hundred percent humidity yeah in a desert you know? <laughs> yeah it's weird <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that was miserable it's like georgia mm-hmm. it's like georgia down yeah, in remember, rolls, remember it's like we, georgia down in the grape rows in iraq up in the open fields yeah <laughs> yeah exactly it's very um, strange man it's, it's weird. so yeah we started this movement started pushing east um like you said the squad was mm-hmm. jumbled we had just gotten the Gustav training and actually the Gustav, it came to us like a little bit later in the deployment, basically right around the time you came to us, we got the Gustav and yeah, we couldn't get Brian to confess to it, but I'm like pretty sure, pretty sure that the SF team did a little, little slicing and dicing and managed to essentially uh, let us adopt their Gustav or a couple yeah, of I Gustavs. Yeah, I think they did. Well, that was the yeah. first Gustav. So you remember we got two shipments of Gustavs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got the very first one. I think there was only one for the company. Yeah. Yeah, because I used to have to go to the other squad. Damn, I forgot this. I used to have to go to the other platoons and mm-hmm. be like, hey, let me get the Goose. We're going out and we're going to use it. And they would give me all the rounds and the, right. the yeah. equipment for it and whatever. And then, you know. And that was before we got the class yeah. for it. Yeah. And then yeah. we had some incidents with it where we Pointed out that we probably weren't very well trained with it. Mm-hmm. Then we got the formal class. Yeah. Well, the reason we were in the class is because somebody, we won't call him out by name, so I don't want to publicly shame him, even though he should be. Mm. He, it's, <laughs> we got into a firefight, and he sent the Gustav into Pakistan. <laughs> Not literally into Pakistan. <laughs> Not literally into Pakistan, but he missed his high an- High angle and very far in that direction. We yeah, all missed Gustav missed shots, like okay? Probably 50 or 60 feet, man. I mean, it was, it was a... Uh, Shouldn't have missed it that badly. Yeah. So we got sent so we, to this training, and then I don't know how I got lucky enough to get stuck with the goose, but maybe because in the training, maybe I did well. I don't know. I think we just got, I think they just picked random people. Yeah. I think it was just a, hey, you're going to do this. And I think because they told me I was going to be the, the NCO for it, like for our mm-hmm. squad, that they just grabbed people out of my team. Well, I think they probably wanted, you know, they probably needed somebody that they could. That wasn't going to completely fuck it up. Yeah. Do you want, do you want me to ruin this for you, Luke? Yeah. Probably because you weren't carrying a mind detector yeah. or a saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, damn, I wish they picked someone else. I hated carrying those rounds, man. I love right. carrying those uh, rounds. Heavy, well, as long as that's dude. the only thing I carried. Yeah, but that's never the only thing I carried. You right, know? Like, right. Oh, my God. It was like, oh, you have all that other stuff. I'm, here you go. Here's two Gustav rounds of 15 yeah. pounds a piece. Yeah. <laughs> And they take up your whole bag, you know? That's why you do box jumps, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude. Oh, I forgot about that, too. Uh, oh, man. What's the story that? was funny. That? So that's that's part of this story. That was part of this, that was part of this mission. Okay. Yeah. We'll get to it later. Well, yeah. But yeah, that's okay. a good preview. <laughs> that's why you do box jumps. <laughs> Someone should have so maybe taken it. Whether Curtis's degrading remark or my uh, fluffing ego or right doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, so <laughs> point is, is I was carrying the Gustav yes, um, yeah. on this particular mission, and we were pushing east in a file, mm. and we uh, we were we took some contact, like some like light contact. I yeah, we say. Uh, 
it wasn't too far in either. I think we were only probably like, like, like three quarters of a click. Yeah. yeah, maybe at most. And because we were in kind of like shallow grape rows mm-hmm. at the yeah. time. Um, but they're probably like a couple feet deep. And I remember like they sloped down a little bit, though. They were very oddly shaped. I think they were old grape rows. They weren't using them anymore. Yeah. Like it was an old farm or something. Mm-hmm. I remember we were all laid down in the trench. And we took contact because I think Holt and Clark had just moved across the field and they started taking contact as soon as they got to the other side. And a couple other dudes were over there with them too. And it was the rest of us were on that side of it. And um, yeah, we got the goose ready and then got the targets lined up. And I don't remember, did we take like, did we, did we take a little bit of contact and there's kind of like a lull and then we took I don't know. a little bit more heavier contact when they started hitting us because they hit us from the east and the north, right? That first couple f- rounds. At first, I think it was just from the north. Was it? Yeah, they were out by that shrine. There was a shrine that was like right off the yes. road too. It wasn't really far off the road. It was probably like no. uh, 200 meters off the off Hyena. So the shrines for people who weren't there again, <laughs> essentially they were the grave sites. Mm-hmm. So each village more or less would have these these mounds, these dirt mounds where they would bury people, and they were mm-hmm. you know they were cemeteries. And uh, they were easy to spot because they would always have like flags and stuff like that on them and little like, um, like almost like bunting or something on poles that would kind of fly in the wind. Yeah. But they were a pretty popular fighting position for the Taliban because they were elevated. So they mm-hmm. could actually get a little bit of elevation on us. And they were off limits. Yeah. And they were mm-hmm. theoretically off limits to us. Yep. So, um, yeah, it was a popular spot for them to use. So, yeah, we started getting hit from the north. It was about 200 meters. Yeah, something like, that, like 200 meters. Uh, like an AK and PK. And yeah, it was, it was AKs. And I think it was AKs mostly and stuff. Uh, maybe some AK. more stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you started taking contact and we were kind of s- stuck in that grape row for a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, we uh, we got the word. Word came down the line. Get that goose up. Get the goose up. Oh, and there yeah, you were in all your run. glory. <laughs> Ready. You were at it ready to go we got your load your uh your round loaded up we, you set your air burst loaded mm-hmm. it up i remember we all stood up and like i remember i pointed like i, I you knew where you were i was just like that, yeah yeah you're good that way yeah <laughs> Not that you could probably even see me pointing i was just trying to do what i could to help you out and then well i, I remember yeah. kind of popping my head up because you were like you know they're at the shrine they're at the shrine mm-hmm. and i was kind of sticking my head up and being like trying to get my bearings you know before i hopped up there yeah and i actually i remember very uh very clearly like not being that excited about it because I was like, man, I'm really exposing myself. Here, oh, so yeah. Be... Dude, we were incredibly exposed. Like just, yeah, because you had to stand like up. standing up. Fully. Yeah. yeah. Fully. Like completely just no. I think our shins were protected. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> and that is mirror, but like not being that enthusiastic about it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you being the, uh, the ever the the great man that you are, you, you weren't going to let me just stand up there by myself. Oh, man. So you popped up with me, kind of pointed me onto that thing. And, you know, I, I kind of, that was kind of accidentally made it the SOP for Goose to like yell out, Gustav, 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 mm-hmm. you know, that way everybody, because everybody didn't know it was coming for one, it was yeah. like an ID going off. Oh yeah, to, I remember bug people out and the Afghans kept going yeah. behind us, remember? And we had to keep telling them, you know, yeah, the get out of here, get out of here, Gustav, like. You had to catch him once um, during the game. Yeah, it's true. Well, I probably wouldn't have been <laughs> <Yeah>. able to. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, because for uh, again for our non-military audience, the Gustav is it has a apparatus in the back, kind of a conical shape. It's called a venturi. 
and there's like a lever and a little thing that he breached to open it and slide it in the back, kind of like a break action shotgun. You would slide mm-hmm. it into that tube and then close that Venturi on it. But all the concussive force of the energy that that is used to expel this rocket out the front end goes out that back. Mm-hmm. The reason that's a recoilless rifle is because all that energy is going out the back and not mm-hmm. down into your body or into yep, your shoulder right. or whatever. So it's it's like it's like shooting a souped up potato gun. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah. It's a potato gun yeah. made by um, you know Lockheed but, Martin or whoever instead of uh, Jimmy Saab. Is it Saab really? Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. it's a Swedish weapon. Swedish I did gun. know it was Swedish. Yeah, yeah, I did know that. It's Saab, a Saab, it. Saab like the same Saab. Saab that makes yuppie cars. Yeah, they even make Saabs anymore. They do. So you had to make sure your back blast area was clear because if somebody. It was. It would be not an exaggeration to say that if somebody's head was like behind that Venturi when the thing went oh, off, it would oh, turn take it off later. Soup, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. So you had to be really careful shooting mm-hmm. it because you didn't want to fuck somebody up. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, we back bust areas clear, hopped up, and the sight on the Gustav, we actually got rid of the little like three time magnifier or whatever because yeah. we didn't really need it because we were always spotting within a couple yeah, hundred it was meters. Close. So I had you know you had dialed in for two hundo. We popped up and launched it. And like I said, I wasn't that enthusiastic about it. But then I shot the thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then you're like, ooh. And then I was like, ooh. And then I watched cool. that round go out. And it like it went out leveled, but then it kind of mm-hmm. just went rised up because it was set for that airburst. So it kind of mm-hmm. rised up and then doof, right on top of mm-hmm. that shrine. I mean, it was yep. like you couldn't have ordered this perfect, that, dude. Uh, perfect shot. Shot out of a out of a book, man. Oh, and yeah. I didn't remember. I watched it all. I didn't duck back down behind the grape rose. I could sit there and watch it, and I was like, "That was awesome!" <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Because I mean, how often as like you know Joe Schmo infantryman, you get to like yeah, use a exactly. like SF weapon, you know, that mm-hmm. they've been using for years and swear right. by. And it's cool, <laughs> yeah. man. It was cool. Yeah, it was cool. Man. It was, a cool it was, it was addictive to shoot that thing because it you felt like you could actually do something with it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm just like plinking around with my M4. Too you bad know, it gives you brain injuries. Very specific situation. <laughs> yeah. See an enemy or whatever. Yeah. What's that, Chris? Said too bad it gives you brain injuries. Oh yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're not. You're supposed to shoot it. I think you weren't three. allowed to shoot it more than three, three times. times? Mm-hmm. Oh. That was the number they came out with, and I'm sure that was broken in a day. I think it was. I think like, it was. Period. Oh, okay, in a day okay. until you actually accumulate some sort of injury. Yeah, three times. Jesus. Yeah, that's that crazy. Explains a lot. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it does. For sure. Hmm. <laughs> I well, think all of us involved, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah that we, pretty uh, much squished that first little round of firefights. Yeah. For a moment. For well, just a moment. Yeah. yeah. What's interesting about this firefight, I'm being pretty quiet because I don't really have anything to add. Yeah. Um, This was a fight in the front. Yeah, you know, in the back, we we're just like, okay, they're shooting at people, and then, I mean, it's when we got almost got to the village, everybody got involved because it was yeah. basically three hundred sixty degree ambush at like yeah. very short ranges. But mm-hmm. most of the time, it was like, oh, oh okay, just then sit back in the grape run. Well, you talked wait. about it before, and I forget which episode it was. How it's like, you know, we always walk in a file everywhere. Yeah, and when they're taking contact in the front. You know, like sometimes you're in the back, and like all I can do is sit there and eat grapes. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Yeah, there's nothing you like, can do. Okay, and. You know, you wait for the call to, to move, but I mean, you can't, some, you can't really do anything because you can't veer off the path. You can't, right. you can't mm-hmm. like run up front and help them because it hasn't been cleared. Because right. all you're going to do potentially is create an even bigger mess. Yeah. yeah. You know, so you have yeah. to kind of like control that urge to go up and help someone to help like everybody else fighting up front because you might 
cause another incident, which is going to pull them back from that and right. might compromise the squad. Right. So I mean, it's, you know, we had it's hard. birds on yeah. a short leash and we had all these assets. I mean, if we didn't have air power, if we didn't have all this stuff, maybe we would have done more like flanking yeah. maneuvers and stuff like that. But there's mm-hmm. no reason to do it. But even yeah. so, it's like, man, I'd, I'd be almost, that kind of make me nervous doing <laughs> flanking maneuvers around there because just all the IDs. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. You know? It's super high risk for no reward. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what, like get one guy that's going to run away anyway, probably? Exactly, yeah. Whatever. And I think that's why, <clears throat> that's why low crawl day. So the next phase of the day is, A, how it earned its name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also so exactly why um, it's a good indication of how we fought because we were in that fight. Yeah. You know, they were figuring yeah, so us we, out. Yeah. my camera here. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they started hitting us like that. And as we begin to push further east, they begin to hit us more and more. Essentially, they kind of wrapped us into a little bit of a little bit of an ambush there. So we had to get across that open field. Yeah, because yeah. of the open field going across. I remember we were all crawling because I was up front. You were you were right behind me. I was right behind you, and like we were. This is right after I shot the Gustav. We were yeah. kind of working our way across. We were yeah. kind of down and squatted down, and then I remember mm-hmm. very. Very detailed. You looked back at me and you're like, they're going to be like, look at this stupid tall motherfucker. And as soon as you stood up, man, it was zipping past your head. Yeah, dude. I I just, I felt it, man. As soon as we got out in that field, I was just like, I don't know. I, I, because, you know, I'm already a pretty tall guy. I'm 6'4, you know, like 200 pounds. I'm like a bigger dude, big target. But, you know, you figure, you factor in all your gear. You know, everything you're probably looking like six, seven, six, yeah. eight, you know, with your boots and your helmet on. And then you got to think I'm doubly as wide because now I have this huge bag on that mm-hmm. probably weighs like 80 pounds, 100 pounds. And that's weighing me down. And this field was all mud. Yeah. It wasn't like a nice like meadow with with flowers and, and nice compact earth or something. It was like <laughs> just all chewed up and muddy and like ankle rolling territory, just all chewed up. And uh mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember they said we were we were very low and we were taking turns going across the field. Yeah, and, and uh, they started shooting at you, and that's yeah. When it was just one person crawl, went low crawl day. Another person went, and then I was getting ready yeah. to go. And I remember I, I said something like that, like you know, like, oh, dude, yeah. like, I know as soon as I go, they're gonna see me and be like, oh fuck yeah, that's our target right there. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think I got like a quarter of the way into the field, and it was just you know, yeah. it's crazy. I, I almost feel like I was in a movie, and it. Dirt was kicking up. I could feel them. I could like feel it going past my body, you know, just yeah. feel the round going, going past me. And uh, I remember running as fast as I could, like just, just trying to beat feet mm-hmm. over to the next grape row. Cause it was like, I mean, that feels probably like a hundred meters. Yeah. You know, 150 meters, maybe it wasn't super big. It probably looked bigger in our eyes. Cause we're like, <laughs> oh my God, you know, uh, right. but, um, yeah, I remember just running and running and running and running, trying to run as fast as I could. And I got up to the edge of the grape row and I jumped. And I didn't realize that the grape row was like 12 feet deep, <laughs> like straight down in the mud. And I jumped and I kind of like had some hang time when I jumped. And I was like, oh, shit. And I boom, ate shit, like barrel in the mud, filled all the way up into the chamber, just filled with mud. Uh, just, I mean, for like you said, the civilian listeners, a monstrous no-no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> always keep your barrel clean, and I yeah wasn't happening. Uh, Don't worry, you had a chance to clean it out here. In a few yeah, I did. Yeah, I cleaned yeah. it out. Also cleaned it out the wrong way, but I did right. it. So. <laughs> the quick uh, way. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so you actually did. So you you never actually crawled, did you? Because when you started taking like when those no, I that fucking hauled you, ass. Yeah, I think you guys started because you I guys had, were down. 
I was already yeah. up and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm committed. committed. Like, I'm going. That's it. I guess technically it wasn't a low crawl. It was more of a high crawl. Yeah. But we, yeah, we, yeah. We, we were crawling. And I just remember like, fuck, this sucks, man. Like, you know, it was just yeah. <laughs> to yeah, crawl across terrible, that field. Man. And I just remember it thinking, awful. okay, yeah, like, I'm close enough now. It's probably, you know, 20, 30 meters from now. I'm just going to take my chances. And I popped up and just bolted. And I did the same thing you did. Mm-hmm. I think I took a big sailing leap. Yeah. Like, did I, well, I was sitting, I was sitting down there and I was just like, oh, like, fuck, <laughs> that was ridiculous. And I hear you coming and I look up and you're just like, oh, you jump and you're like, oh shit, boom, eat shit. And then another <laughs> dude behind you's running, jumps, oh shit, you fell in and we are all just sitting there. I remember we all sat there, I forget who else was with us, but. We all sat there and we all looked at each other and like we just started cracking up. We were Crack just like, up, "Oh man. my god, I can't believe yeah. that just happened." Because <laughs> I think you guys said, I remember you told me afterwards. You were like, "Because you said you'd got up and ran because you thought I got shot." Yeah, and I, you thought I got hit and fell down into the grape row. Mm-hmm. And all reality, I just fucking ate shit <laughs> jumping <laughs> down into. It. Yeah, because I, yeah. I, I saw you were you were vertical, and then all of a sudden yeah. you were just like whoop gone. You know, like gravity did its work. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I, hope, I hope Tom's not hit, man. Yeah, yeah, I remember when then we were all uh, down the grape row. And we were sitting there laughing for a minute, you know, lighting up cigarettes. And what do you do when you're, when you're de-stressing, decompressing? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, then they started shooting at us uh, down the grape row. And that's when we got in that four-sided ambush. And that was, that was kind of scary because yeah, they're close. Bad. You know, they were. That was the last one before we got into town, right? We yeah, had one more right before we got into the town. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because that was when we went into the sticker bushes. Remember? Oh, yeah. That, that. that was bad. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> but, but this yeah, one was really was... bad because at that point, our file had like worked its way into this ambush. Yeah. And we, we and... totally walked right into where I think they wanted us yeah. to because yeah. we had a dude very like 10 feet, yes, 15 yes. feet. Yeah, two, like, yeah, two dudes. Two dudes, two dudes. Uh, right on the other side of that grape row. And then we had the dude, there, there was still a dude alive from where we shot the Gustav and he was yeah. shooting some rounds at us. But there was mm-hmm. also dudes to the east and they were shooting, they were the ones shooting down the grape row. Yeah. So we were in a bad spot because we pushed to each side. That's all you could do is just hug the dirt against the, and like mm-hmm. hope like the grape leaves are going to stop the AK rounds, you know. And <clears throat> coming right down the middle, uh, Star Bally was throwing hand grenades, you know. Um, well, the guy that hit us on the south side, that. Not that wall. There's two guys, rather. Mm. I mean, they were so close. I mean, that yeah, Bally, the, that front element where they were on the outside of the grape row, they just turned to burn, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I remember, yeah. like, the grape row was so tall that I, I was trying to get in the fight, but I was mm-hmm. holding on to some yeah, grapevines. And I was trying to, like, pull myself up so that I could get my weapon up because I, I was... It always mm-hmm. bugged me, man, when guys would blind fire because it's just dumb, it's dangerous, it's unprofessional, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I tried and I, I never did. I did that yeah, day. I, I did that day because I, I never did it, but I did that day. But you you're know, dumb, like, you're dangerous yeah, and dumb, unprofessional. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> yeah. the, thing, the thing with, um, with you know, like even like, even though you can't really do traditional infantry doctrine stuff, it's near ambushes, you charge into the ambush because yeah. it's, you know, yeah. they're so close True. that, you know, you might as well because yeah. if you stand there, you're going to die. Right. You know, yeah. so we had to kind of do whatever we could do. I remember I was one of the only ones that could reach and Bally was chucking hand grenades. I literally had my M4 
like this. I was just squeezing rounds off as much as I could. Just that, yeah, yeah, a lot of people were doing it because I just laid it up on that grape row and just started shooting, man, because they were so close. I was like, we gotta get. We've got to get rounds onto that, onto those guys. Because, and also too, I mean, you never know how many people it is. You know, you yeah. never know how many people are shooting at you and, and you don't want them to move in too close. So, I mean, I was, we don't really a lot of choices. We kind of had to go against a lot of like doctrine stuff there. I mean, and same mm-hmm. thing for the whole deployment, you know, it was very, very atypical, you know, deployment. So, uh, but yeah, we ended yeah. up, we got through that, um, kept Started pushing into the, the town. Yeah. Across that road. Avoided a unnecessary BDA and <laughs> yep. uh, pushed towards the village. I remember we got close to the village and we took a little bit of contact. It wasn't like pop shots. Yeah, it was a couple, yeah, yeah. couple rounds. From um, the north, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was from the north, I believe. So at this point, my experiences are starting to meld into your guys' because we were a little bit more scrunched up. Mm-hmm. The field mm-hmm. that we were in in that second to last gunfight was big enough for us all be yeah not in the same exact row but like we were one row over but still in the same fight yes um so it was it was starting to like the experience was starting to centralize at that point yeah 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 we all kind of got together we weren't as spread out right uh the train used to train opened up a little bit mm-hmm. uh because I, mean, I remember we pushed up a little bit when we took the the pop shot and the area we pushed up into to take cover ended up being a bunch of sticker bushes. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended up just kind of <laughs> jumping in some sticker bushes right when we took contact and it was it was awful. We were all dinged up, scratched yeah. up, poked. And um, shortly after, we ended up pushing back, pushing into the town. And um, we found it was what? It was one dude and a kid. <clears throat> And um, I think there's a few other Afghans there or something. And we X-sprayed everyone. There were a decent number of people in that town for yeah. it being a town that we had just got shot at from. Yeah, because we had gone in and we saw those two. And then people started coming out. Yeah. Was after that because they heard us come into the town. And it was weird because a lot of them tried to, some of them tried to act friendly and this and that. Like the whole, oh, you want tea and this and that. And it's like, did we just get shot at from over here? Like, yeah. you're going to give me tea? Like, um, I remember feeling very it was uneasy. Uneasy. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't was, like that. I didn't no. like being in there. And you just knew that it was like. We fought too hard to get yeah. in there for it to be so chill when we got there. If there'd be people yeah. there, it's like, what? Yeah. What's like, going on here? Weird. Just real strange. I remember we I, we expired everyone because we had like two expired kits. And we were going yeah. through a bunch of people. And the only ones that came up for gunpowder was that one dude we saw initially and the kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His son, right? Yeah, it was like his son or his nephew. Nephew. It was his yeah. nephew. Mm. He was like eight years old, man. Yeah, he was young. He, was a, he wasn't like he wasn't, a kid. He was a he kid. He was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. He was and, a child. And it wasn't like, you know, maybe he just touched it or maybe he was just near it. Like, you know, you, when you do those x-ray kits, you always usually do cheeks and hands. Yeah. You know, and cheek and hand because when you're holding the AK, you know, buttstock's in your shoulder. And where's your cheek? Yeah. It's on the weapon. So they, you get some of that spray of the, the, the black powder yeah. from the rounds. And that's what you pick up on the X-spray kit. So people don't know what that is. The X-spray kit is the... Um, it's like a series of chemicals. Yeah, they use it in airports. Like, you'll see it in airports. The, like, I actually had, when I went to Hawaii, someone X-sprayed coffee that I brought with me to make sure it wasn't explosives. I bought, like, Kona coffee and brought it home with me. Yeah, uh, yeah so that's, it's a series of, of, like, litmus tests. And, and each of these, uh, the spray will react a different color if it's a certain compound so they do like homemade explosives right. gunpowder 
a few other things they they can do. But yeah, they came back. I think it's pink was for gunpowder residue. Yeah. Pink or blue, I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, it was just really shocking. Mm-hmm. You know, because you hear about it and you hear about it from like other conflicts and stuff. And then, you know, you obviously see the whole child soldier thing. And, and it's just kind of shocking to see that. Like I almost like we didn't really, I remember we didn't really know what to do. Yeah. You know, and we didn't do anything. We didn't. We, we detained him. Yeah. I remember detaining him, but we, man, I mean, because what are you going to do? I mean, it's a kid, man. Well, we weren't, we weren't allowed to detain anybody under a certain age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't remember what that age was, mm-hmm. but like, it was like, they could have been laying IEDs in your path. And you just be like, huh. mm-hmm. But even Hello. so, it's like, what do you do? I mean, it's like, I feel like you, at the end of the day, you end up creating more enemies than friends doing yeah. that. Yeah. You know, because it's very easy to spin. Look, the Americans are kidnapping kids. Yeah, right. You know, and then at the end of the, also too, it's like, what's that kid going to think when he's, you know, locked up? He doesn't know anything. He, he doesn't you know? know what he was doing. Yeah, they, he did what dad yeah, told him to do. Exactly. Like Uncle Larry down the street gave him 20 bucks to do. Yeah. yeah he doesn't have to yeah. understand the consequences no. of his, what he's doing. No. But yeah, so I remember that. And that was, that was pretty eye-opening though. Yeah. It was a very eye-opening yeah. experience. That was a that's a big that's a big day. It was a good day because everybody got out in one piece somehow. Yeah, and Nashville <laughs> is like a whole another story, man. I, yeah, well, maybe found a cache, took more contact. Well, the a big reason why we were slowed down so much and we took as much contact as we did on the way in mm-hmm. is we had an army dog handler mm-hmm. who decided that he was going to try to quit in oh, the middle that's of right. the mission. Yeah, you know, we were moving at a pretty decent tick. We probably would have missed out on one or two of those firefights if we yeah. managed at, at our normal pace. Mm-hmm. But we were stopped and slowed down several a, times. That's cause, right. Because he was like, my ankle hurts. I mm-hmm. need to be medevac. Like, well, there's no medevac, man. Yeah, not for your old ankle, dude. Yeah, and so he yeah. would stop and he got on the ground, take his helmet off and like, you know, was milking it, trying to like slow this whole thing down. Because I remember that, yeah, because Bally. Yeah, Bally almost took his head losing off. Losing it yeah. on him. He was like, you, because I mean, they're the same rank. Yeah. You know, and he's like, you better get up and do your job. Right. You know, like you don't have a choice. Once you walk outside that wire, you're in. Until you walk back in that wire. Well, like, it's like, look around. Where's the medevac going to land, man? Yeah. There's like, nothing gonna, here for you. You're going to risk the lives of what, what's on medevac. Like six dudes yeah. on a medevac helicopter? You're going to risk six dudes and a multi-million dollar piece of equipment and maybe more because you're scared. And, Which is essentially yeah. what it was. Yeah. I mean, his ankle, you, know? Yeah. you know how we knew his ankle was fine is when that boy was getting shot at. He ran. He was he running. Yeah, he ran. Yeah. He saw as I me- You know, it's funny, too. I remember that now. I know you say that. You're bringing that memory back. Because I remember Bally <laughs> looked back at me and he was like, yeah, ankle fucking pussy <laughs> you know and i was like yeah I'm like yeah, bullshit. you know but i mean we, we have a pretty strict policy on this show of not really calling people out but i mean and i'm not gonna call you out by name but it's just you know when you when you represent a community like mm-hmm. military working dog community or um and you're working with you know units like like us in the kind of environment we're working on I'm like man you gotta you just gotta, gotta suck it up yeah, you got to. You got everyone's got a yourself. sprained ankle. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you jumped 12 foot down into yeah, a, dude. you know, a great yeah. bro. You know, everyone's had sprained mm-hmm. ankles. Like, I don't care about your sprained ankle. Dude. Yeah, you yeah. know, unless it's like huge and black and blue and you legit yeah, can't yeah. walk. Then I'm like, all right, like, well, let's get you out. Let's of there. get you out of there. But I mean, you also got to remember, yeah. it's like getting you out of there may not be what you mm-hmm. what you're hoping for. It may be that we're yeah. going back the way we came. And I don't, I don't yeah. think anyone ever our whole deployment begged for a medevac. Even the guys that lost their legs yeah. never were like, call the bird, please. You yeah, know, like yeah. they were worried about us. Yeah. You know, so yeah, you that just goes to the show. Consequence of asking yeah, for something that like goes that. to show a lot of our guys character versus this individual's yeah. character. You know, I'm, so. I hope he learned something from it going forward and, you know, became better. But I, I know, I know that it followed him through his career, mm-hmm. probably to the end of it, to be completely honest, because once, yeah. once when that, I mean, Kitching was out on that mission, man. 
You think he yeah. didn't call back to that camel oh, and said, hey, man. And who does he know? You know what I mean? He knows like a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. So, so I mean, a lot of big people. You know, I'm, I'm sure that that was, that was not something that went un, unspoken about. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Absolutely. And Kitchen is a very well respected guy. So, you know, they're going to take his word for it. Yeah. You know, so. I, and he's, even if he wasn't, he's the company commander. Yeah, right? he's company commander. You know, you went down there and you were eight up on a patrol with the company commander and you put his guys at risk. No, man, you're you're done. Yeah. So, see, on our way back out, it's mostly uneventful. A couple more little pot shots, nothing too crazy. I just remember it yeah. being so tired. Yeah. <laughs> so exhausted. I remember, exhausted. I remember the whole preface for the mission was, all right, guys, we got an easy day. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's going to be short. We'll be back by like noon. We're going to have lunch in the chow hall. Like, and yeah. like all this, like just totally like, like half Classic our way is bulldozed for us because of the dozers. And I'm this. not even sure we made it back for dinner chow. No, dude, we didn't get back yeah, until yeah, it was dark, dark when we got back. It, it was yeah. literally, we were walking up the, the long freaking hike, which is the, exact thing you want to do after you've been patrolling all day is hike uphill for like oh yeah fucking 30 minutes yeah and uh you know you're walking up the path to the the outpost and it was dark i remember it was dark because i was seeing yeah. people walk around in pts and like you know how it was and you come back from mission i remember that one. distinctly actually because we went in the back way yeah because usually yep. you take the long way all the way mm-hmm. around it's like you and me and somebody else like Fuck this! Yeah, like we I'm like we, we cut we, we, yeah. took the, we took the shortcut. <laughs> yeah, because um, you could either walk really really long and it was gradual mm-hmm. and it would take you all the schoolhouse, or you could make an immediate left. You and walk just up one painful yeah. set of stairs, mm-hmm. but and then you were in the building and you were done. You were done. And you walked up like kind of where our third platoon's like area was. Yeah. It was like kind of some weird cutty area. You'd yeah, squeeze in. And we're just like, no, <laughs> it's over. Let's just get this done and over with. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing everyone in P- and because. You know how it is when, like, you come back from mission and you see people in PTs and it's been a rough one. You're just like, you're so angry. Even though they've probably done, like, yeah. they were probably on a crazy mission earlier. You're just like, you fucking asshole. Like, PTs, <laughs> like fuck you, you know? And, like, uh, I remember well, seeing people in PTs and I was just like, oh, I was just, I was just like, I fucking hate all of you. Like, well, the go way, put your multi camps on, right? The way back from that one is where it's like they shot at the rear element as we left. Yeah, yeah. So, so they chased us. They chased all us back. The way so out was, that was when, like, me and Perez, Sergeant Ott, the guys in the back. That's where we got our mm-hmm. shooting in on that. Because I was throwing. I mean, I remember turning around and just throwing forty Mike Mike back towards that village. Yes, just yeah. Because mm-hmm. as soon as we you were know? like without, out of immediate eyesight of like the western wall, of that village, mm-hmm. or eastern wall, yeah, western wall of the village. Yeah, that's when we started. We take it was all pop shots, so it was never mm-hmm. anything sustained. Um, and then I switched out with Clark because Clark was smoked, man. He was mm-hmm. absolutely devastated. Yeah. As he yeah. should have been. Yeah. Um, and I can't, I can't remember why he cleared for the little bit out. I think it was just to get out of the village. And then we swapped. Um, and then I well, went. Clark almost caught a couple of rounds that day, too. On yeah, he did. He Holt, did. Holt had to pull him back from a wall. Yeah. And as soon as he pulled him back, it was when we were in that four-sided ambush. And as soon as mm-hmm. uh, Holt pulled him back from the wall, like three or four rounds, like yeah. impacted the wall right where his face was. So, so I mean, Clark, Clark had had a rough day so yeah. far, to say and, the least. Yeah. Right? And then I got the mine hound, mm-hmm. and I was pretty well rested, but everybody was tired. Yeah. Um, and we were going, and the terrain coming back was a little bit harder than the train going out for the first half of it or whatever until we got to Adam's Eye at least. Yeah. Because it was real, it was real jungle, it was real, real deep grape rows mm-hmm. in and out of canals. And I got smoked, man. Like I, you were up there with me. Yeah. Um, you know, which we'll talk about more about like us clearing together later. But um, 
I was just absolutely devastated to mm-hmm. the point like that, that was the very first mission where I was like, I hope I step on one. Yeah. Like literally just hoping that I would step on one because I knew if I step on one, I'm going home. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to keep walking. Yeah. Um, and that's when I was like, oh, I'm going to walk in the creek. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, about three quarters of the way back, I was like, I'm fucking done, man. Mm-hmm. I was completely smoked. Yeah. And the only other person they had to clear was Clark. Mm-hmm. He was mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was unhappy about yeah. that. Uh, and we we're good. We're cool now. Yeah, but we were not cool. That I think night. a lot of people were kind of on edge after that mission because everybody yeah. was tired and 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 everybody was just not in a good mood because there were there. I mean, because you know sometimes you go out in a mission, you get in a firefight, and it's like you know. You, I don't want to say fun. It's kind of jovial, yeah. But it's like, you know, especially if you kind of like win, you know, you're in a good mood. Yeah, we yeah. didn't win that day. That was yeah. a that was no. a solid L for us. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's one thing people don't realize is that like we don't always go out and win these firefights. Like we go out and lose and leave sometimes too. Yeah. You know, we might call an air later. But like we didn't we got in there and, and we left quick. We kind of with our tail between a little, you know, we were getting out of there. Yeah. You know, because yeah. we were in a bad spot. You know, they could hear the shooting and they knew we were there and we were pretty deep in. It was rough country and, and it wouldn't have taken much for us to get surrounded and overwhelmed and easily because yeah. we were tired, low yeah. on ammo. I was out of 40 mic mic. I think I only had like two or three mags left. Yeah, we were, mm-hmm. like, we, were we were a vulnerable yeah. element coming back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we had, you know, part of that route back, we kind of took that, that bulldoze route. So we kind of a little bit of a clear entrance for the first like click. Yeah. Um, and then it was in and out of Grape Rose. But as we would come to find out later, going in and out of Grape Rose was probably the fastest way to move. Yeah. Yeah. But we had to go somehow circumnavigate the town of Adam's Eye. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty decent sized co-op yeah. with the school. And there's no way to do it. No. You know, with, quickly. You either mm-hmm. have to push, push through it, which is extremely high IED threat. Mm-hmm. You have to cut to the south. Which you'd have to go very far south and cut between Adam's Eye and Spare One, and mm. then cross over to Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and then you're basically you're giving a defilade of fire to the people in, um, to the east. Mm-hmm. So you got this long line of soldiers that are lined up for you, and if you're yeah. in like Salam Khan or Southern Sketch, you're like, hell yeah, yeah, it's a shooting gallery. Yeah, like oh look, they came here, idiots. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. so you don't you don't want to like walk <laughs> north to south along the uh, the east end of Adam's Eye. So you either have to go. You ha- we had to go through it. Yeah, that was the only way to safely and quickly get through. Otherwise, we were going to go back north towards where yep. we came, which was super high IED mm-hmm. threat. Because that was the initial plan was to go back north. Yeah. And then it switched mm-hmm. out to go by Adams High School. Yeah. And so we had to go into Adams High School to clear. That was like a side mission, like a side quest. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, side quest. <laughs> 500 gold. Right. Yeah. We got 500 gold for <laughs> yeah. seeing that they were still building IEDs out of desks in Adams High. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> plus, plus one, uh, mm-hmm. plus one intrigue. Endurance or yeah. something. And, uh, I mean, we went in. I don't even think everybody went in. I mean, like four or five of us went in. We walked around we're like, yep, yep. They're still cutting up desks, make pressure plates. Mm-hmm. And, Went back out the way we came, and once we got across, we crossed the road. I think I can't remember where we crossed, but we crossed the road very deliberately. Yeah, and then we were home free at that mm-hmm. point. But I mean, it was mm-hmm. gosh, man, it was a long, long day. day, very long, long day. day. And I remember just the way out too was just up and down, up and down, mm-hmm. up and down. Yeah, nonstop. It wasn't flat. There no. was no flat yeah. sections. It was legit no. until we got to Brown. It was mm-hmm. Grape Rose. Yeah. And we were already and, smoked. And canals and walls yeah. and school. Yeah. I remember, I mean, I think everyone like ripped their pants that yeah. day, you know, because yeah. you know how reliable those things were. Mm-hmm. As soon as you got them a little wet and stepped up, your your dick and balls were hanging out. And it was it was know? an act of fucking Congress to get another pair of pants. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. ridiculous, you know, and 
would happen to all I your pants, pants well, all the time all man. my pants Ooh. are ripped from my crotch to my knee so right i guess everyone's gonna look at my penis right for the rest of the deployment or sorry my, my combat underwear yeah. or whatever um but i mean luke kind of nails it on the head like it's it's an iconic mission we've talked about it way longer yeah. than i talk about any other mission on this mm-hmm. podcast and it's because every aspect of it is iconic mm-hmm. you know it's the yeah. movement it's the type of contacts it's the we call in the birds and then they're there for five minutes and the and this contact stops we move mm-hmm. and get shot at again like it's the i the high ied threat forcing us into you know odd mm. areas or i think um, the only thing we didn't hit that would be like just very sp- particular to the combat net areas is hitting an ied we didn't That's hit like the one thing we didn't yeah. do everything else we hit you know yeah thank god yeah that i mean could you imagine? icing on the cake right yeah, yeah. you know but That's i was the only thing i'll, I'll tell you i was praying for one I was yeah. clear. I was like, please, God, just let me step on one. Mm. Five pounds or less, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, it's crazy how your mind goes there Yeah, when yeah. you're in that kind of scenario. Because I, mean, I was talking to you about it the other day. You know, it's you get to the point where you like you just don't even care anymore, you know, because you can't. Because if you do, you'll like lose your mind. Yeah, Because you think about all the ways you could yeah. eat it in the next five minutes. You know, it's like, you know, just going like, you know what? Like, fuck, fuck it. it. What am I going to do? Die? Whatever. Yeah. And then you think, you know, the civilian side, you tell that to like, you know, the baker down the street they're yeah. gonna be like oh my fucking god this guy's nuts like you need to go get some help <laughs> yeah you know, right but, <laughs> but well I, what's interesting for you is you know you showed up about three months two three months in yeah like three months yeah so we were kind of starting to get to the point where we were there like fuck it whatever i don't care um and it was still some of the experiences were pretty new and fresh you and fun like you said like firefights are fun yeah they can be they, as they long as you be. win no oh, you gets win. Hurt. yeah you know it's like how what was it like to be a team like to be a team leader slash squad leader at one point and like being in charge of all these guys that have been yeah that kind of like a three-month well, head start it's on hard. You. and i feel like you can come into it two ways and you can either come into it and just you know assert dominance i am the mm, beat my chest yeah i'm the sergeant but i didn't want to you know i don't i'm not that kind of person in the first right. place so the other way that i did it was i came in and i kind of like I just wanted to go with the flow. Yeah. I didn't want to come in and fuck your guys shit up. I didn't want to come mm-hmm. in and change anything you guys were doing. You know, cause like I'm new, like, yeah, I might be an E5, but you as you know, an, an E1, anyone that was an E1 or E2 there, they have, they know more about what's going on there than me. Right. So they know more just right. because I'm a sergeant doesn't make me smarter. Right. I'm just put into that position. I'm supposed to learn from everyone. You're supposed to be an open book and take information from everywhere you can get right. it. You know? So like, so it was hard. It was it was it was a little intimidating coming in to um you know Spurwingar knowing everything that was going on, knowing that you guys were going through some shit. And you could just and you, and you know how you, you look at someone's face and you know like they've been going through some shit, yeah. you know, cuz you just see the look in their eyes and stuff and yeah. just like you know, you guys look worn out. Right. And you know, so I can't, I just wanted to tread lightly. I didn't want to come in and and do anything but kind of just absorb what you guys were doing and learn what you guys were doing. And that's what I do with Holt. I just, I literally like was like, teach me like what's going on, you know? And yeah. he only had a little bit more experience than me like a being week. there. Yeah. yeah. But, um, so, but it, it was, like I said, it's, it was kind of difficult coming in, but you guys were, were very receptive. I think, you know, I'm sure some of you guys didn't know who the hell I was at first and were like, right. Oh, that guy's dick or something. Like, I don't know. We had no idea. You know, I, and I think it actually was kind of benefit. You came from another battalion because there yeah. was no, there yeah. was nobody's like, oh yeah, man, he was in second platoon in Alpha. I heard he was a dick. Like, no yeah. one even knew. There's yeah. no frame of reference mm-hmm. for you or Piper. It's like, yeah. I don't know. They want to be here, so I guess that's cool. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. that, and that's all we really knew is that you volunteered to be there. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I know one thing I appreciate, and I'm sure Luke would agree, is that you were you were adaptable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We very quickly abandoned this whole like there's four guys in a team and a team leader and nine guys in a squad, and that's the way it's always going to be. It's like no, mm-hmm. it's like you know, like we were talking about last night. The only constant was I cleared and you were on my ass. Yeah. Other than that, you know, mm-hmm. Luke might have been walking out with you know Holt's team carrying the Gustav or carrying yeah. a 240 or. Mm-hmm. You know, Perez might have been on loan to Ninsa squad with a saw. I mean, it was always interchangeable. Yeah. Like, everything was different all the time. Yeah. And I've, I've always considered Clark a teammate, but he really wasn't. Yeah. He's my roommate. And yeah. it's crazy because, like, That's as true. tight as we are, like, our squad and everything like that, like, I can't tell you who was in my fire team except for no. you. Yeah. I really can't until I sit down really, like – and I remember Coffee being in my team at some point. Mm-hmm. But I remember you, like, some point. in and out, in and out, in and out. Yeah. Pfeiffer, <laughs> same thing, in and out, in and out, in and out. And it was like yeah. he was – you know – Curtis is only constant because we were on the clearing team together. Mm-hmm. And that's like, one thing I really wanted to talk about was the clearing aspect yeah. was. And that was, that was another thing in its own being a new NCO. Cause I was, I was only there for about a month when uh, Clark and Holka hit by the ID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's literally, it's like, I didn't, I never cleared before then. They always cleared. Right. I, mm-hmm. I knew how to do it, an idea, but I never done it on a mission. Cause they would never, they always wanted to do it because yeah. it was their job. You know, and uh, when they got hit, they were like, there you go. Yeah. And I'm like, and I mean, and we, you guys have talked about this and other episodes that will come out. They'll talk about it, I'm sure. But like, that was like a pretty traumatizing experience. You know, like the clearing team just disappeared in front of your eyes. Yeah. And then now, you, now it's you, you know, oh, your turn. And you're just like, oh, man, dude, like it's 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 a very heavy weight to be placed on. you. Yeah. You know, and especially guys like you who were there longer than me and had been doing this longer than me. You know, I was new and I kind of felt the weights. I can't even imagine what some of the other guys were feeling. Yeah. You know. Well, no, especially in regards to you. I mean, your mm-hmm. your mentality towards the clearing was always if you go, I go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can't tell me times you said that to me. I know Holt said it to Clark all the mm-hmm. time too. Um, and you know, these one that was one of those lessons that was learned from the passing of Corporal Luxmore was that you know, we can't leave that guy up there undefended. Yeah. You know, without somebody watching his back, mm-hmm. without somebody watching for a guy around a corner. Yeah. Um, and plus, you need to tell me where to go. Yeah. And we can't hear shit. No. Um, so it's just like one of those things, like it wasn't one person really taking the risk of mind detecting. Yeah, I was operating the equipment, but yeah. you were as much, always as at much risk mm-hmm. as I was. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something that, you know, from the beginning caused us to respect you is that you were willing to take every bit of the risk that that we were but i you know you can't tell someone to do something you're not willing to do well and, you're not supposed to you're but not supposed, a lot people, people do it and it's, <laughs> yeah they do and it's not okay you know like people forget that you know you were once in that spot yeah. where that would be you doing the mind sweeping and right. at the same time too it's like i can't leave you hanging just right. dick in the wind you know like like what do you how are you gonna defend yourself you know and how are you gonna know where you're going right you know because i have to tell you where to go yeah and everything too so it's it's and it's like a combo of things but i'm also you know we're, we're me and you i mean you and i are a team right that transcends you know that that's not the same as you know being me being on the fire team or me being like a squad leader right. or team leader or whatever like it's you and me and that's it like right we're the mm-hmm. team right so we're partners and we're gonna get through this like right. together or not at all yeah you know what i mean so yeah, so I mean, it, it, that, I think that that whole uh, dynamic with clearing and mm-hmm. having individuals that were clearing, and then because we didn't really even like it wasn't even really like a rank thing either no. at that point either. It was just like, hey, dude, 
or, or you would even say to me like, Hey man, like this kind of sketch, can we go this way? And like, right. yeah, sure. You yeah. know, I'm not going to force you to do something right. because you're in front of me. Regardless, even though I'm close to you, you're yeah. right in front of me. Yeah. I, I don't, still I don't want get you to be brunt. mad at me while you're no. walking down this road doing a half-ass job yeah, sweeping. Exactly. <laughs> so like it got to the point where we were even doing a rank thing. It was like, Hey dude, Hey man, Hey dude, yeah. Hey man, I don't fucking care, dude. Yeah. You know, like, well, I think that's why you, you meshed so seamlessly with us is because you, you knew better, but also you, you were great. Uh, synthesizer between us and higher up. So I like appreciate whatever was that, coming man. down the pipeline from Bally, who could be yeah. a fucking asshole sometimes. Yeah. I'll, I'll call <laughs> You'd him. You'd be a little abrasive. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll he, call him out. I, I, I okay love the him. death, man, but yeah. He yeah, could, I mean, I've, I've he could be a little abrasive. <laughs> <laughs> doing this podcast, I've come to yeah. kind of reappreciate him a little bit more, but it's just like, you know, in between Bally and whatever else is going on, you also, but you were on the radio. Mm-hmm. And you had the little Dell smartphone with the map on it. So you were a great facilitator for us, which is exactly what we needed, especially when you came to us. Because you said we had that experience. And then you obviously gained plenty of experience with us, you know. Yeah, because I remember being not knowing what the fuck's going on. And you're like, what are we doing? What are we doing? And like, for some reason, it's a big secret. And it's like, why is it a big secret? Everyone deserves to know what the hell's yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. It's helpful. Because now yeah. you, you as the salt gutter know what our mission is. Right. You as the rifleman know what our mission is. So, Well, and I think that's you know, very, it, it's telling that we had a, good approach to that as a platoon because you talk to guys that were pfc i mean i was a pfc on that deployment you know a lot of the guys were private but you're an adult and but they know know? so much about what we were doing even from a strategic size like yeah we went to this village to do a shura to talk to this guy we're looking for this a lot of units especially like you know brag and 101st like no they don't do that for their joes just like hey man go grab your saw doesn't matter don't ask questions it's not your job to ask questions it's your job to pull security Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, okay. When they went on missions, they never even knew what they were doing for. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's not the right answer. No, You're supposed to, not. I mean, one of like the biggest things is keep your guys informed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Let them know what's going on. I mean, and, they don't need to know every minutiae of detail. But, but if you ask yeah. me, I'll tell you because yeah. it's not some yeah. big freaking, you know, you're not going to, I'm not going to be telling you that their aliens exist or, or <laughs> I'm not safeguarding where the, you know, Noah's Ark is hidden and wherever, you know, or something, you if know. You, if you yeah. subscribe to our Patreon, though, we will tell you where the aliens yeah, are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they're included. Yeah. They're in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, the Ark of the Covenant is in that uh, that big crate in that warehouse. Yeah. According to a guy that I know who's a, who knows a guy who knows a guy who carried the football for George W. They're in <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> I'll have to tell you that story sometime. Yeah, man. Exclusively on the Patreon. Yeah. On the, yeah. On the Patreon. <laughs> on, on your OnlyFans. Yeah. Subscribe we're, 699. We're just going to scrap the Patreon yeah. and go straight to an OnlyFans. OnlyFans all the way. It's yeah. all shirtless pictures of Tom Evans. So. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Matthew Pfeiffer would gladly subscribe to that. <laughs> Got like 18 subscriptions yeah. from 12 different variations yeah. of email Pfeiffer, addresses. Matthew. Matthew Pfeiffer 1. Matthew Pfeiffer 2. Yeah. Matthew Pfeiffer 3. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Oh, man. Uh, so as we uh, as we pushed on through the deployment, you know, mm-hmm. we spent a lot of time clearing. You know, there was you know, there's a lot of things we're not going to talk about because they've been talking about you know Clark yeah. Perez, yeah, um, which obviously were very shaping events yeah, in, the, in the deployment. Mm-hmm. All kind of leading up to your eventual departure from yeah. the deployment, which was which was throat chop, throat chop, or uh, Galra Sook, if we were going Garla with the Sook, uh, politically yeah. correct and official name of the mission. What um, so one thing I want to ask you about Tom was there was a day. When we kind of accidentally stumbled into that Taliban stronghold that we went back for and cleared a throat job. That's what actually um, started throat, throat job. Yeah. That's what yeah. that's what gave them the reason to do it. Sure. Because yeah. so that mission was uh, we had got 
uh, a mission to go check out a compound that they were using to uh, spray rounds at convoys going down hyena. Yeah, and our mm-hmm. sniper section mm-hmm. had gotten into like a counter sniper fight with some with guy someone in that area, in the area, and yeah. thought maybe they'd hit him, but we we went there to mm-hmm. exploit. Yeah. Um, so they were like, yeah, we hit the guy, we hit the guy, we know we hit the guy. And that's when they're like, well, you we gotta go to BDA and mm-hmm. go check it out. That's what I remember. I don't know if that was, I don't know if that was part of it or what I, that I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but the only thing I do remember for sure is the, um, AK, there's somebody with a weapon shooting at Brown at high. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, they were, they pretty much had it pinpoint to that general area. And the only thing in that general area was like that. It was almost like a, a quadplex. Yeah, you know, it was weird. It was like nothing. four. It was like four buildings, a, a per, almost a perfect rectangle. And I remember the last compound was like a little fatter. It was like kind of a little bit, yeah, a little bit bigger. But the rest of them were pretty, pretty much the same size. A uh, bunch of hay and and whatnot behind it. And uh, we were we were down on the road. I was I I wasn't even with the squad. It was just me and Dennis and everybody else. I think our squad was manning the trucks that day. We were down on a wall, and we were trying to, to like kind of. It didn't really want to make our presence super known because right. the trucks were like up the road. Trucks were up the road. Uh, we were in kind of a questionable area. This is like getting towards the end of the deployment where we had been in like a bajillion firefights at this point. So we were kind of like, you know, there's not that many of us. Uh, let's let's try and keep a low profile while we check out this this potential firing position because like who else knows? Like, maybe there's other stuff in here. Maybe there's other dudes in here right now. Like let's let's try and play this this carefully. Well, this, this is also right next to where Holt Clark and I hit, hit that, that ID. ID. Yeah, it was right off right that road. there, like right there. It was right around the bend, like yeah, two hundred meters down. This is a super sketchy area. I mean, yeah, Kai was got a lot of engagements back there before. That mm-hmm. was where um, Third Platoon got into a gunfight. And they got one that day too. Yeah, and they <laughs> shot the cop. Yeah, they got into a gunfight because they were hanging out with ODA doing stuff. They were building that checkpoint. Yeah, and they shot they shot a fifty cal onto spare one. Guard. Yeah, I remember I lodged in the door. Yeah, I lodged in the door. And this a is like platoon six truck. click away or something. Yeah. Like they've been a lot in there, and mm-hmm. this is right in between. There's like. Sketcha and Najat, and then there's this big open area in between them, mm-hmm. and then that's in the middle of this big open area. There's this like cluster of compounds mm-hmm. by itself, yeah. And yeah, I mean, as we would come to find out, it was essentially a Taliban. Yeah, it, was, it was a cop. Yeah, was yeah. A cop. So we were we were taking um, we were trying to take like an easy approach to getting there. We we're trying to find the best way to get in because uh, it was just it was just weird. Yeah, we had, had we had weird vibes, weird feeling Very about weird it. Day. Uh, yeah. But I remember sitting against the wall, um, and I had everybody else. I, I think I had taken one of the one of the teams from their squad, and I was their team leader. And, and Dennison, Dennison was still he was brand new. He was kind of he had been there for a little bit. Um, I think like a couple weeks, maybe like two weeks a week. I mean, his first mission was when um, Perez got shot, mm-hmm. and this when we went did throat chop October fourth, so it couldn't have been more than two to three weeks. Yeah, it wasn't. It, it wasn't was very too much. close. Yeah. Um, but he was kind of how you guys were talking about how, you know, when I came in, I kind of took the hands off, like, yeah, learn. He was doing the same thing. He, was. he came he in was very good. Yeah. He was awesome for that, especially because he outranked me and he could have came in and, and stick around been like, sure. fuck you. You're not the squad leader anymore. Like you're going back to the team leader and you do yeah. what I say like he, but he wanted to learn what was going on. And that just, because oh, yeah. he's a 
amazing leader. Yeah. You know? He also really just wanted to shoot people. Oh, hell yeah. He, he was, was so stoic. I mean, he's yeah. like, just make me rifleman. I don't <laughs> yeah. care. And it, yeah, exactly. He was just all about it. He just wanted to get out there and fight. Dude. He's true Scotsman. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm surprised he didn't paint his face like white and blue and we don't know, know that charge out there like, with a kilt. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. He but, was uh, actually from Scotland, right? Yeah, 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 he was uh, born there. He came over when he was a kid. Yeah, yeah that's uh, what I thought. It's yeah. like eight or nine or something like that. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So uh, we were sitting behind the wall, and uh, Massimgar is watching us on the Pegasus, mm-hmm. and um, I remember them calling over the radio to, to Sergeant Ott, and then Sergeant Ott relayed to me. He's like, "Hey." You know, Massimgar is watching you on the Pegasus. They want you to take a more aggressive approach, aggressive stance uh, on the wall and pull security and this and that and like expose yourself pretty much to like the whole countryside, you know, let you know, hey, we're here. What's going on? Come come hang out. Uh, So I told him I kind of snapped back on the radio real fast. I was like, well, you tell them that instead of watching me, why don't you watch this tree line over there? You know, like, why don't you do your job and in a little bit more colorful language, I'm sure, because we were yeah. deploying like every other word I said was fuck. So and I remember hearing point, this transmission on the radio, on the radio, because it pissed me off. Yeah. And I mean, I, you guys have probably seen it a few times. I, I sometimes I'd let it run a little longer than I should have yeah. to the wrong people. So, and in I this case, him. you were happened to be on the battalion net. Yeah. I was battalion net, uh, <laughs> cussing out a <laughs> lieutenant colonel, I think. Yeah. Massimgar. But at the end of the day, and I mean, nothing happened from it, and he couldn't say anything because right. as soon as we got there, up on the wall, we took contact like five yeah. minutes later. Yeah. You know, and uh, there's a whole episode to talk about the the effect of video of kill TV on warfare. The fact yeah. that there's always yeah. a drone or a blimp or something, mm-hmm. and then people sitting back at the cop who are supposed to be delegating, man. <laughs> supposed to be delegating these decisions yeah. to company commanders and platoon leaders mm-hmm. are trying to swing their dick around, yep. manage a fight that they're not even there for. Yeah. And, yeah. and to be real with you, not to me, people at Massengar left Massengar to get in the combat. That was never. Like yeah. very rarely. So they're watching ever. TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Piece uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, pretty much uh yeah, and then we uh, we pushed into that compound, or we were starting to, and as we were pushing across the road, which I mean, as we always know, is always sketchy. Right. Um, Robbins stepped on a pressure plate on his birthday. On his birthday, mm-hmm. but it just it popped. It just yeah. popped the, the detonator. The detonator, the, uh, off, yeah. The whatever it's called. Uh, blasting um, cap. The blasting cap. Blasting cap. Yep. And uh, man, dude, I remember I was sitting there with Mayo with. Uh, mm-hmm. And we were we were kind of sitting in a grape row, looking at each other, and it popped like five feet away from our face, mm-hmm. you know, when he stepped on it because we were sitting like right up against the road. And I remember after that popped, like I was just like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> I was just like, I remember like I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like, "Holy shit!" I can't believe that just happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And Robbins was just like, like you just saw a look on his face, and I remember Mayo looked at him was like. Happy birthday, dude. <laughs> you know, and it was funny. It was, and it was uh, a low ordered, which for, for folks who uh, don't know how all that works, a low order is basically when the explosion either doesn't go off or just like a small portion of it goes off. So it doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't get a big explodes, boom. Yeah. 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 So it didn't do any damage. It literally just knocked some dust up when he stepped yeah. on it. Man, so thank God for uh, yeah. that shitty ball maker that day. Yeah, right. You know? yeah. Yeah, that's because we'd already snatched up the Jeep. Yeah. 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 Right. JV talent was out yeah. there. Um, <laughs> Bring up the bench. The Jeep just yeah, got remember, taken off the court. 
I remember we pushed in there though, and it was it was pretty like eye opening what they were doing in there. It was literally like you said, yeah. like, it was a Taliban cop. Like we walked yeah. in, and the first thing we found was like their aid station. Yeah. And it was there was like blood on the ground and like needles and IV bags and drugs, like all kinds of drugs are in there and stuff like that. So you they knew. just left, right? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like maybe that, like 20, 30 minutes before. Yeah, because that blood was fairly fresh. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. it was like still bright red droplets yeah. on the ground. And like if you like moved your foot over it, like it smeared on the ground. Like yeah. they weren't that mm-hmm. far out of there. And there was brass on the ground. And it was funny because that's how we found the fighting position because you could see right to route, route. route or to hyena. hyena. Oh, yeah. Hyena. Um, and there was just like a bunch of brass on the ground. And then we pushed mm-hmm. in more. And that's when we started finding all of the that's when that last one, that wider compound at the end was the IED factory. Mm-hmm. And they had all like the pots out there for mixing the HME and like all those jugs and a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So we I think when we found that. And we, we ended up taking contact that day too again, and the birds came down. I remember the Kiowas came down. Yeah, they did and some work that, that tree day, line. Yeah. I think the Kiowas ended up smoking a couple of dudes. They that did. Day. Yeah, they got three. Yeah, I remember yeah. they got three of them that day because um, they were like in some high, like long grass. They were trying to mm-hmm. hide from you guys. They were in a couple tree. It was like a couple, like a little tiny wooded area in the middle yeah. of a open, a terrible spot to pick. Because it's like, oh, yeah. where would they hide? Hmm, that looks like it's. And they had nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah, nowhere. If, they, if they left that like wooded area, they were totally exposed, oh, smoked, like, yeah, absolutely beat. Well, and they they were still smoked. So. Oh, and they smoked anyway. Yeah, so, <laughs> anyway. yeah sorry, yeah. sorry, boys. Yeah, Sayonara. Till Val, till Valhalla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know that was the like we we did that day and you know it was a real tragedy that somehow part of that compound caught fire and it all burned down. And, mm-hmm. I mean it's just you know it's just dude, real real sad that that ended up happening and mm-hmm. uh, you know we had to watch that happen and that was real traumatic. And then you know nothing really happened about we didn't hear anything else about that mm-hmm. for for several several days or yeah. weeks even. And then suddenly the words start coming down like we're going to do this massive clearing operation. Yeah. We're going to go back in there because we think they've reoccupied it or whatever. Yeah. Or that they, they also thought that there was more to it because we yeah. only searched the very, very the front. And then there was that whole yes. section kind of like southeast of it. Mm-hmm. And then there's that, a whole other village cluster to the yeah. south, which was basically you know, like protected by that northern cop. Mm-hmm. Like there was that village, Objective Rachel. Yeah. And it was like a no whole other collot. It was a town. And mm-hmm. the theory was they lived there. Yes. And that they were using the cop as like their fighting positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was kind of like the justification for it becoming like a, a company or actually really it was a battalion mission mm-hmm. um, to, to basically clear that area. Yeah. And then somebody's bright idea to, oh, well, while we're clearing that, why don't we just push west or mm-hmm. push east and clear Najat too? Yeah. Um, that was the origin of... Mm-hmm. It just seemed like a, a good opportunity to kind of do a giant, another, probably like a last push operation before we left. Yeah. To push out the yeah. eastern side of our AO because uh, uh, we never had an opportunity. No. You know, it was it was kind of, we did little onesies and twosies in there, you yeah. know, like Every time let's go in real quick hurt. and yeah. someone got hurt. And I think they I think they knew that we couldn't really leave without trying to to do that because we yeah. swept to the west you guys did i didn't i wasn't there for that yeah uh, but then you know can't leave the east because the east is is wild well i mean and also i'm sure in their minds it's like it, can we really be fair to the to follow-on unit if we didn't mm-hmm. even try to to clear part of our ao yeah you know exactly i don't exactly. agree with it i think we could have probably left it be but mm-hmm. yeah 100 <laughs> 100 um i get it tactically so, i don't get it logically 
But I think at the end of the day, you know, so you're there to do, I mean, as much you're, as it sucks, you're there to do a mission. Right. And, a new job. and yeah. as much as we care about each other and people in the company, we all care about each other. Like the people at the the division and, and, and yeah. you know, army level, like they're like, nah, get that done. Like, right. you know, what's your accept, you know, they, they're the ones that, that probably throw around that term, you know, acceptable loss and right. whatever. Mm-hmm. But to us, there is no acceptable loss. No. There's none. Yeah, none. Nobody is acceptable right. for any of this. Because at the end of the day, too, it's, you know, we're doing the same thing we've been doing here for 11 years. Right. You yeah. know, like, I think our deployment itself is going to, you know, be the the breaker of, of, of what's going on in Afghanistan. No, it's not. And not one person is is worth that no. to us. But yeah. like I said, so the higher ups. Right. I mean, know, they've got a list of priorities. You know, exactly. An, an incoming commander comes in, like, by the time I hand over... I will have done this, 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 yeah. this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, yeah. like. But I don't think I don't think anyone, yeah, and I don't think anyone, you know, from our company level down, wanted any of us to get hurt. No, or 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 wanted to lose anyone. But they had a mission they had to do. Right. Unfortunately, so. I mean, I think even like the higher guys, if, if you that's said, our job too. Yeah. So, if you had told them like, "Hey, there's a hundred percent chance if you run this mission, a person is going to die." Mm-hmm. And you won't have accomplished. And then I, I think I think if they knew 100% people were going to die, that they wouldn't run some of those missions. But yeah. at the same time, I was like, well, there's a risk. So mm-hmm. And you're always mitigating risk. That's everything. Every army leader is constantly doing is mitigating risk, yeah. filling out a risk assessment. You know. But anyway. Long story short, we knew the reason uh, we were going to the area for the mission. And um, so we came back from that mission. Um I think it was, it was probably only like a couple of days later. I think it was like four days later, three days later. That well, there was, there was a second, there was a first mission that was a prelude to Throat Chop. That was the mission, I believe. Was the, yeah. Was yeah. the one where we went in with, like, it was Lloyd carried his 60. Um, yeah. We found the ID factory on the south yeah. end of John. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, that was a different one. Yeah. That's yeah. right. We did mm-hmm. that right before. That was like two days before Throat Chop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was because uh, we already knew about Throat Chop when mm-hmm. we did that mission. We knew that we were going to do this mission. We were going to get like one day off to like relax, one day to prep, and then we were going on this three-day. It was supposed to be a three-day air assault. Yeah. Did a jot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we, uh, we did that little prelude mission, found the ID factory, and uh, started gearing up for the air assault. And we started going to the, – we started gearing up for the air assault. Uh, the NCOs started going to the briefings and started talking about what we were going to do and, and – what team was doing this, what team was doing that. And I remember our platoon was the, um, the actual, like, what's the word you look for? Like we were the ones going in, we were the ones, the uh, main the main effort yeah. going into the, the area where third platoon was going South to block for us and headquarters was supposed to stay up on the road, uh, and block for us later in the day. Um, and that we were going to insert by Chinooks and Blackhawks, uh, I think it was second squad went in with a Blackhawk. I don't know if they came in with us on the Chinook. Um, Cause I think it was us and a couple dudes from third platoon came in on the Chinook and then a bunch mm-hmm. of, then there was like the dog handlers, EOD. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also did some false insertions too. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh they flew around like drop people pick people up whatever um but yeah they dropped remember when my like one of my most like vivid memories from that mission is when we were flying us in in the chinook you know we we were waiting out on the pad for forever forever waiting for this fucking chinook to come pick us up and you know we get in mm. it's dark and and we're flying over and and we go to land and the the, the ramp comes down for the chinook and it's just tall grass yeah. doing this, yeah. you know, waving around. <laughs> and I get it. And the only thing I can think of, I'm like, dude, this looks like a fucking Vietnam movie. Like, this is crazy. Right. Like, you get out. And, like, you're, like, in the grass. And the grass moving around. And the helicopter takes off. And, like, then, like, it's silent. And you're just in the grass. Yeah. And you hear, like, that was eerie. the sounds of the valley, you know. And then I remember I yeah. leaned back to say something to Denison. He was like, dude, it's like Vietnam. And I was like, yeah, wasn't it? Dude, it's crazy. <laughs> and, uh, and that wasn't a level field either. No, it was, it was all fuckered up. It was yeah, all My memory of that is, is that Chinook just thump and uh, jarring my freaking teeth, man. That was a, because it was pitch black and they're flying under nods. So obviously it's not going to be that smooth, but it has a rocked. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I remember we 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 sat in that grass field for a while. We were waiting for the sun to come up because we moved up to the compound. We couldn't enter compound during nighttime. It was something like that. I think we were just waiting for daybreak to blow the charge. Right. I think that's what they wanted to do because they wanted to start it. I think the the culminating, like the the pretty much you know the the, you know proverbial pistol in the air to start the race was us setting off that line charge. Yeah. And that was mm-hmm. the key sign. If you didn't hear it on the radio, if you heard that charge, it was the start moving. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, me and Holt, or sorry, me and uh, Dennison, and um, there's one other guy there too. I think, it, I forget who it was. I think it was someone from third. Uh, we moved up to the wall and we found like a nice little crack in the wall mm-hmm. and we had thrown the line charge through and we were just sitting there waiting, just waiting to blow this line charge. And we were like peeking in to make sure nobody was grabbing it or something. And yeah, as soon as the sun started uh, peeking up, you know, I looked at Dennison. And I was like, hey, ready? And like, yeah, do it. Boom, blew it. And then off we went. Mm-hmm. And man, that was a long, long day. Yeah. And we just, I remember we started in that, that, uh, that corner. And then we just went south. And just swept south mm-hmm. through all these compounds. We were just like hopping, hopping compound walls. Yeah. We didn't even see a road for the first like, no. you know, several hours. We were just able mm-hmm. to go from compound to compound. Yeah, because and- me and Denison, we were moving up, and, and we would look around and, and check shit out, and and you were clearing for a while for mm-hmm. the for the first half, a little bit, not yeah. much, but a little bit. And um, we, it got to the point though, there wasn't really much too much to clear. It wasn't really any paths. It was like, hey, can you clear like in this doorway real quick, or can you clear next to this wall real fast? Because like you said, we were we were up and over hopping walls, like we were we were jumping fences, running from the cops right. or something. You know, it was, it's a good analogy. It was it's like we were up. running through backyards yeah. trying to avoid the cops. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. You know, it's just up and over and searching compounds, and then that's when we started finding stuff. We find all those palm oil jugs, mm-hmm. and we'd find you know a piece of brass or like one bullet, and you're like, oh, there's one bullet here. That's kind of weird. There's one egg. <laughs> AK bullet, you mm-hmm. know, there's probably more around. And, um, I always got the impression they knew we were coming. They cleaned up. I think they yeah. had an idea that after we had hit it the first time and then hit south the second time, that they probably pulled some of their stuff out. But remember, mm-hmm. we also found some stuff too. Yeah, you know, we found all the palm oil jugs. Mm-hmm. We found uh, a lot of stuff that we had to destroy in place. Yeah, you know, and that's why, I like, you know, yeah, we burned it. We burned a lot of it. Oh yeah, but we had to because yeah. you can't just leave seven hundred palm oil jugs in yeah. in a yeah. shed like you know what that's for right you know and all, you not yeah. destroy and you can't bring it with you because we gonna do like oh god i have all these jugs you know you have to you have to burn it yeah. you know so you know we called up got permission we burned it yeah 
and um, it didn't destroy any any yeah. infrastructure or hurt anybody. You know, just yeah. we had to get rid of it because if we don't, it's gonna gonna turn around and use it against Americans. Yeah, and kill us. Mm-hmm. You know, so. But I remember when we lit it up, you heard stuff popping too. So they were there was bullets under there. There was rounds under there. There might have been explosives there, yeah. under there. It was blowing up when we burned it. Yeah. So like, you know. When we moved through those compounds, you know, while we were doing that, you know, third, uh, second squad was on a rooftop. Mm-hmm. They had like a like a blocking position just to our south, yeah, west. Third platoon was clearing the the village beneath us. Yeah, and, and they man, they got in some stuff. They took some shit. Yeah, because I remember we, yeah, they were they were in some good ones, dude. Because I remember you know. Long story short, after we, you know, we'll, we'll get into that here shortly. You know, when we clear up to the road, firefight, pushed in. Yeah. When I pushed in to link up with them, I remember Sergeant Morgan saw me and he was like, I've, he's like, you tall, goofy looking motherfucker. Like, I've never been so happy to fucking see you in my life. He was so happy to see yeah. us because they were in like a <laughs> terrible spot, dude. He like, he hugged me, dude, in the, yeah. middle, of, in the middle of the sketch or whatever yeah. that was down there, you know. He's like, you stupid fuck. I'm so happy to see you. you scared the shit out of me because I just came around a corner, you know, and he was like, <laughs> you know, because um, they had they had just taken some yeah. crazy contact and and then they got caught in crossfire too, yep. you know, between us and, and oh, yeah, the Taliban. We were, yeah. and it, it was the, they did that. On, they did that on purpose. Oh, yeah. They, they got right. They got in the between of us and third platoon and gotten and engaged us. Mm-hmm. And not only that, <clears> and I had forgotten there were scouts and mm-hmm. um, at that ALP checkpoint to the like kind of like northwest of us mm-hmm. um and they're the scouts there three of their guys got fucked up yeah and because they were in a they were also in a gunfight i think third flew a guy out too didn't they fly an a and a guy out they might have oh no they no um <clears throat> yeah they did but that was one that we probably shot yeah because he had five five six yeah yeah because he was on a rooftop and yeah we were shooting at people on rooftops and mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. bro. Sorry, dude. But that's what I mean. They're, 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 you know, people and people think too the Taliban are dumb, and they're not dumb. Some of them are dumb. Yeah. But the ones that like run the show are fucking smart. Yeah. They're they really baited us smart. into shooting at each other. Yeah, they're good. They did that a lot. Yeah. They would sometimes they would just take pot shots and get us to fire. Mm-hmm. And you know we're reactionary yeah. enough to pull the trigger and throw rounds in a certain direction. And then now it's like there goes our element of surprise. Yeah. Everyone knows where we are now. Yeah. Because it's not mm-hmm. like us where we can call on the radio and be like, yeah, they're here. Right. You know, they'll do that, but they know that we listen to that too. Mm-hmm. So what's a good way to let everyone know where they at? They're the Americans. They just shot 60, 40 Mike Mike through four hand grenades and shot a goose <laughs> off around at nothing, you know, like <laughs> in a general direction of right. enemy fire. Uh, yeah, right. But, so, I mean, um, we were, if I remember correctly, we had pushed most of the way through our yes. compound so cluster. We had, we had pushed to the last absolute last compound yeah we were almost done we were making real good time like they were like we might be done yeah Yeah. and we were legit like we were gonna post up because that's that's where we slept that night was right there Mm -hmm. yeah pretty much it was like right in that area and um we got all the way there and then we got a call from dudes from our third platoon with eod because they were lost and they couldn't figure out how to get up to the main road. They couldn't figure out how to get back down to, to where the third th- platoon was. Well, yeah, it was third yeah. platoon, but then they got we got redirected to bring them back up to where the road was, to right. the north, uh, right up where we mm-hmm. got into that that bigger firefight right. where we got into crossfire and stuff. Um, so I remember we had to give up all the ground we took 
and we and when we took that ground, we cleared a few IEDs. Yeah, like, a lot of IEDs. Very out of yeah. our, my skill set, and everyone else is like, we were we were at the point where we were taking the line charges and and chopping up the line charges and trying to you know, oh, okay, it's on there, and then you know running running the 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 cord around spool, the cable, yeah. the spool, and then you know pulling the shock tube and hoping it's going to blow. And it blew up a lot of them, most of them, and if not, we at least fucked their batteries up and shit so where they wouldn't yeah. blow up, and then we marked it and stayed away from it. But it was like, it was so bad. You would see the wires coming out of the ground or like a battery just laying on the ground connected to something. That's like how many there were. Yeah. So the point where they were almost careless with them, they were like, ah, throw another one there. Yeah, throw one there yeah. too. Um, so we we went through some shit clearing there. So none of it, nobody was happy to hear that we we're giving up all our ground to walk all the way back. To, the, to that road. To the road. To find somebody with a Dell phone and like tell them like, look, pick their head up. And look right there. Yeah. And there's the village like, they're trying to get to. It's like literally right. They can see it. Basic. Basic, basic land, nav. land nav. That that the lowest of privates should know how to do. Walk Tom north. There's literally yeah. go north. Go the opposite way we're going right now. Right. You know. Um, I mean, navigation in that whole area was fairly easy. Because you had a lot of huge landmarks. Spermangar is west. And just yeah. based off that alone, you should know which way you're going. Right. You know, because that, that's a monstrous mountain. It's like it's like someone took a giant shit in the middle of a fucking field. It's yeah. like a big mound with an antenna. The reason it, that uh, this particular <laughs> portion of our unit was so turned around is because this person was never on the ground. Mm-hmm. He went on two patrols the entire fucking deployment. The first time he went and he quit on us. Mm-hmm. And the second time he went because he had to be there. Mm-hmm. He was scared to go do it himself, I think. Mm-hmm. And so instead of actually nutting up and doing his job yeah. as a leader, as one of the senior NCO leaders in the company, mm-hmm. he uh, decided to have us come up there and, and hold his hand and walk him down there because he was too fucking dumb to figure it mm-hmm. out himself or too scared. Yeah. I think he was scared. And I remember... Because um, then we showed him where he needed to take... We yeah. showed him. Because we, we, we went... Point at it. I was literally yeah. like, go that way yeah. for 300 meters. Yep. And you will run yeah. right into him. Yep. Literally just... just it, and it, was, it wasn't... Yep. Like, Mixed up or back and forth, it was straight. Yeah. And you could yeah, go straight because it was straight it was scrapers. Yeah. You know, so that's a safe way to go up and down, up and down, up and down. You yeah. don't have to go through them. You don't have to go along the sides of them. You're going straight through them. Yeah. That's and you dump out. And that's what we did later in the day. We did we exactly did. that. We were up and over all the way through. And then. And we got the, there thinking yeah. our day was over. And it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. But anyway, anyway so, yeah, so, so we, we, we backpedal, give up all our ground, go back up to the road. And, uh. There was a really sketchy opening in the wall, mm-hmm. and I was standing there with Bally, with Sergeant Bally, and we were kind of just like hanging out there while people were crossing it, you know, just in case, kind of watch our back because we thought we heard something, you mm-hmm. know, because he because mm-hmm. he stopped me and was like, "Did you hear that?" And I was like, "No," and he was looking and it kind of bugged me out a little bit. I was like, "What? <laughs> what did you hear?" <laughs> you know. Um, so we were people were crossing, and I forget who crossed. And as soon as they crossed, was it you? It was just like someone came around that corner and just fucking sprayed where we were crossing at. And Bally just went ham, yeah, throwing everything in there. And and we pretty much just kept shooting in there. And so the rest of the platoon moved across. It was kind of like we were covering like an LDA, like yeah. an inner danger area, uh, and you know moved on from that. And it quieted down for like a, I think they took like just a pot shot at us and ran away. Yeah, just like a because they were close. I mean, yeah, they were real they, close. They were, I don't think he realized he had. It was like kind of like an accidental opportunity. Mm-hmm. He I wasn't so. in any position to yeah. stay there and fight. Oh hell no, no. And because we had launched forty mic mics in there. Yeah, he, he was gone or 
dead. Gone or gone. Whatever, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then that's when we got back out in the road and we started taking uh, contact from the field. Yep. And from kind of towards the compounds we had just cleared through and from a grape row. It was probably a handful of them. You there know? were at least three yeah. positions I knew of. Yeah. That they were, they were shooting yeah. at us from. One was a grape hut to the, yeah. the far left. Yeah, it was like the far, southeast. Yeah. Mm. Far, yeah. Yeah, south, yeah, southeast, east yeah, southeast, the, mm-hmm. operation because we're facing the Registan. Yep, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so the cornfield. Another yeah, there's a guy landmark. in the cornfield, like right, <laughs> right where the the grape room at the cornfield, mm-hmm. and then there was somebody on the edge of the village. That's right, it was a cornfield. Um, yeah. someone at the very edge of the village that third and second were in, mm-hmm. and they were like, "That's those are the ones that basically enticed us to start shooting that direction." Yeah, um, the, yeah. I know at least of those three. And that's in addition to whoever was shooting at third from the mm-hmm. south and whoever was shooting at that ALP checkpoint from the west. Yeah. So mm-hmm. by any given moment, there are probably 10 to 15 fighters moving around that Oh, absolutely. Area. Absolutely. And um, uh, I remember we, we, we got down on the wall and we were, we were shooting at him from the wall. And um, I think because you were stuck. Call, Luke, you were stuck behind the truck, right? You were just kind of there. Yeah, well, That's where you where you were to stay. Because it was like, you couldn't move. You couldn't move. It was like yeah. a bad spot. You guys were in a shit spot behind the trucks. <laughs> well, know? after that initial burst, I uh, I went to throw my hand grenade like I told you last night. But I doubted yeah. my ability to clear that wall. <laughs> it like straight up to like 10 or 12 yeah. foot wall. So I, I tucked my grenade and it back in its pouch, pushed my pin back through while Bally was yelling at me to move. Mm-hmm. And I pushed up, and the, you guys were kind of bunched. Like, no, nah, I won't say you're bunched. Oh, up, we were. We were. It, it was starting we to up. bunch up on that wall. Well, we were like in like a so, canal kind of thing against the yeah, wall. Yeah, it was like yeah. the one little divot mm-hmm. there that was some cover. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept moving to the trucks and got in behind the rear wheel of one of the trucks. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, yeah, when we were up there, it was when that second fire fight kind of kicked mm-hmm. off, and that's when they were shooting like at the trucks. Yeah. So this same person who we had to go up and hold the hand of. Um, was leaning his big dumbass noggin out the front end of that truck, and I just remember telling him like, "So and so." So I, I conjured up the most condescending, like talking down to a kindergartner voice I ever could, and I was like, "Dude, so they're shooting at you because bullets are just like zoop zoop." Yep. And this dude, who's you know, and the reason he didn't know is because he spent his entire career in a tank, mm-hmm. and so. He stuck his head out there, and they're fucking shooting at him. Like, bullets are zipping past his head, and I don't think he even realized it. And I told him that, and he got back in the truck and never left it for the rest of the operation. There was one thing he did. So, he, so I, I loaded up. You were gone because you were my goose man. Yeah. And uh, you, were, you were up by the truck still. But, you, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be like, hey, come over here and run through all this fire just so you can shoot it instead, you know, and I, I kind of want to shoot it. <laughs> Uh, well, I didn't realize so I, that's what you guys were wanting. I thought you were waving yeah. me over to the cover, and I was like, "I'm good. Yeah. I'm behind up." Yeah, you were good. Yeah, you were good. Yeah, you were fine. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I remember we we loaded up the Gustav, and I had armed a uh, airburst, and I was you know getting ready to throw an airburst over the field, just because that was mainly where they were shooting at us yeah. from. And uh, right as I was getting ready to fire, I literally had like my finger was going onto the trigger to fire this thing. Uh, the same individual, individual, senior. Mm-hmm. You know, very senior NCO uh, told me to unload it and put a heat round in because that's what tanks use and tanks are good at penetrating buildings with rounds and so put a heat round in there. He didn't. Know, he didn't know that 
once you had started the timer yeah. on that round, that was you had it. to shoot it within a certain amount of time, or the, the round was useless. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. pretty much as soon as you twist that, you're committed. You have to fire that round, yeah. or it's, right? Or you, I literally had to give it to EOD. Like right. you couldn't even take it back yeah. with us because it's not safe. You have to hand it off and give it to a professional to yeah to blow or or, to or dispose, dis- dispose right. of. Yeah. You know. Um, so I was kind of pissed that he made me do that because it was somebody that wasn't even really he in wasn't tune in, he with wasn't what in was in charge of us. That was the no. thing. Like he was, but he wasn't, you know? Yeah. It was a classic example of someone who was, was overstepping their tactical boundaries. Like this guy had no business, even though he was technically our senior, he had no business trying to direct us on the ground when he had spent the entire deployment sitting on the cop. So yeah, so he had me load the heat round in, and uh, we started taking contact again, right as I was getting situated to fire at this grape row that he wanted me to do. So uh, talking shit about people who miss earlier, <laughs> uh, I loaded the the heat round. You know, we got the heat round loaded in, and right as I was pulling the trigger, we got shot at, and I like you know jumped, and I yeah. jumped, and I think I you know lifted a little bit. Cause like, I shot it and like yeah. it was the roof of the, the grape row and I shot it and it was like, just like, I barely missed it. It was probably like a foot, you know, but you like, did, I was man. like it was not a bad shot. But, honestly, dude, my heart like sank. I was like, Oh my God, like what if I fucking hit some, like somebody, you know, but like it went yeah. out in the desert and then hit shit. You know, I, I sent that thing into the Registan. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> so like that thing is long gone. <laughs> um, that was, it would have been a good shot. It was mm-hmm. close. Yeah, it it's would've... hard, man. It's hard to shoot that thing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I pulled it. I missed it. The first to admit that yanked I won't, it. I won't. I won't lie about. It. I never have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even though, even though written elsewhere, it says that I, I didn't. But whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, they, they didn't either say that I did. They just said that I fired it. That's all it said. Did fire it. I did fire it, and then they did break <laughs> contact shortly after. So that's it is true what they wrote. Right. But other than yeah. that, it's yeah, it's fine. I mean, but that was also towards the end of that contact. It was. I mean, it started to dial. It was down over. Yeah. It was. It was ending yeah. as I was loading that round in the f- yeah. the first round, and I was just we were kind of just yeah. gonna put a nail in it, you know. So, I mean, and, I, and I'm not really sure yeah. what their thinking was. I mean, I get like they're trying to get us into crossfire and do all this kind of stuff, but we had trucks. Like this was one of the few times yeah. where we had like truck like dismounts and mount mounted mm-hmm. people. Both engaging at the same time, at the same time. Like targets. 50 cals shooting 50 over cals. And yeah. Like well, mm. no Mark 19s because they never worked. But mm. um, 240s were in it. Like there were there was a significant amount of volume of fire going down. Yeah. But I think this is the difference between – I think that's where that where we talk about that lull for a few weeks. Yeah. I think that that was new people that came in. I don't think it yeah. was mm. a lot of the older guys. And maybe it was some of them. Yeah. But I don't think it was a lot of them because you remember, you know, later in the day – we were getting birds, like toward, pretty much towards the end of that deployment, like birds would come over and they didn't even, they used to care. They used to, as soon as they would hear That's a bird, true. that was it. Like mm-hmm. it was done. And then they stopped caring, it seemed like, because they would fire until the bird took them out. Yeah. Like literally mm-hmm. to the end. And yeah. they never did that before. So to That's me, that, that screams of new. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, or someone new. Yeah. Or a different something. Because I mean, who knows who's operating there besides the Taliban, you know, so yeah. close to the Pakistan border. Like, you never know who's there. So, yeah. Man, they fought pretty hard because, I mean, and they did between, you know, TBIs and concussions and actual gunshot wounds with the CAV or the, with the scouts over at the other OP. I mean, like six, seven guys went home that day. Yeah. And yeah, we lost yeah. quite a few. You know, we had uh, a few injuries from that and stuff. And, uh, 
you know, we, a lot of, we lost quite a few, Yeah, you know, and then I ended up, uh, cause our squad leader had to go back. Yep. Um, I ended up taking over as a squad leader and Dennison took and then over Dennison took over as a platoon sergeant, you know, oh, sorry. Our platoon sergeant had to go back. Right. And yeah. you know, Downhill. up the chain right. we went. And I remember like one person I always remember is Sergeant Jones. You guys remember Sergeant Jones yeah. from second platoon? Mm-hmm. Um, man, dude, he was Mike like, Jones. yeah, Mike, dude, he knew that we were like stressing. He was out there like making <laughs> us laugh and like, he, I, he dude, I got, man. I got so much respect for that dude, yeah. man. Cause he just like, he saw like how shook up like our platoon was and like how, like just, mm-hmm. you know, I, th- I think he read that we were like not stoked yeah. right now. Cause yeah. we lost like a lot of people like had to go back and, yeah. and he was just cracking jokes and like, Oh, you got this man. Like, Oh, you need some ammo and whatever. And he was just like, give us everything we need yeah. and stuff. And, and uh, kind of gave us a good little pep talk, you know, me and Dennis and stuff. And, uh, yeah. and then, yeah, we, uh, we pushed down, with the EOD element that we, what we thought was our bed down site. Yeah. Or what was. So what we thought was yeah. the bed down site. And uh, because at this point, the individual that had started this whole debacle by not knowing where he was going, we pointed him to where we were going. It's like, okay, not only is that where you're going, mm-hmm. there's the road that's going to take you there. Here's us walking. We'll see you there. Yeah. And we got to objective Rachel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We walked down there and that's when I told you, uh, I came around that corner and that's where and Sergeant Morgan yeah. saw me and like gave me a big ass hug. Yep. <laughs> it was just so stoked <laughs> to see us, you know, he was just so happy. And we get there and we're unpacking and we're like, okay, we're at our bed in yeah. sight. It's before dark. This is great. This never happens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were set up, set for success. We were set for success. Yeah. And then we get a radio call. They can't make it. Mm-hmm. They they can't figure out the route. Can you walk back? Yeah. And escort the Minotaur and you see, and that's back when, down yeah. to Rachel. And that's when I was like, hey, you know, let's let's try and make this as easy as possible. We'll drop our stuff, our sleeping stuff, mm-hmm. our nighttime shit over here. Yep. And we'll, ha- we'll have the other platoon watch it. And, uh, you know, we'll lighten our load. Cause we're about to carry back boxes and ammo cans yep. and all kinds of shit. We're going to be loading our bags up with food and right. everything. So we need to make some room. We also need to lighten a load. Cause we've been going at it all day. And everybody's broke the fuck off. Yep. And this isn't over. This yep. is, there's a whole nother day yep. that we know for sure is another day, possibly day. a third. Yeah. Uh, depending on how much ground we cover. And uh, so we walk all the way back, you know, get all the supplies and everything. And then, you know, on the way back, we get all the way back to the compound and all of our stuff's gone. Do you, do you remember that? I did. I so don't, you, I don't think I, you, you might not have put I anything. Stuff. <laughs> See, I dropped my stuff. All of our shit was gone. So like sleeping mm-hmm. bags, uh, whoobies, um, like, all kinds of shit that was like and it was cold that night it was it was dipping down it was getting yeah. to be like towards winter time you know it's fall it wasn't like you know a million degrees mm-hmm. outside anymore it was it was you know like the 50s or 60s at night yeah which you know when it's like a 90 during the day it's a huge temperature yeah. difference mm-hmm. so i was pissed i was i was very upset and i i uh used some choice words with people that were way higher ranking than me and uh yeah <laughs> uh i got checked pretty quick uh well, they, well, one of them calmed me down and then the other one came in and checked me and like kind of put me back in my, in my zone <laughs> where, I, where I belonged. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that was a, that was a rough night, man. We were, I yeah. remember we were all laying there and like everybody had a real rough day. I mean, Luke, you had a rough day. I mean, like you had a rough day. Yeah. Like everyone was just like, man, I was, it was just, we were exhausted. And then I remember sitting up at night, me and Lloyd had a split 
guard duty and uh we were up like every other hour with uh different dudes i remember i got stuck on guard with like one of the newer guys and i was just like oh my god like, i yeah. had nothing to say to him really you know so i'm sitting up there for an hour and i'm trying to like stay awake and 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 keep eyes out on this compound where they absolutely know that we are. And they could have absolutely got oh, to us. Dude, they could have just chucked like three, four hand grenades over the wall, and that would have been a whole squad mm-hmm. later, Gator. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. like. Uh, but yeah, it was a rough night. No sleep. Um, you know, super cold. I remember us. We started off trying to sleep like spread out, and we ended up accordioning together. Yeah. <laughs> underneath like two whoobies that were like laid. One was laid across the top. One was laid across the bottom. And everybody yeah. Just, and I was in a sleeping bag with somebody. I forget who it was because mine was gone. I got yeah. stolen. And uh, yeah, next morning we uh, we got up and they they had the Minotaur come down. No, we we had already we brought the Minotaur. Was the Minotaur down. there? Where we that's why we went back up to the trucks. Yeah. We went and we got it and we drove it back. Okay. on that road that's and, right and then yeah. it hit like two ieds on the way in yeah uh into that village cluster mm-hmm. then we got in there we parked it we went to bed yeah then the next morning we woke up and we were gonna t- we were going to take that minotaur in a jot that's right because we drove the minotaur down the road and then, and then literally like f- it drove for like i it had to be like 10 feet hit the first Douche. one yeah and then we looked at it we looked around and like everybody's good right everybody's fine Mantar seems okay. Like, yeah, keep going. Let's well, do then, it. And then at least we stopped walking on the road. We yeah. walked to the side of the road. Yeah, we did. Minotaur we still on the side. The road. Yeah. And then hit another one. Hit another one. And then that was it. Minotaur was <laughs> Minotaur was down for permanently. Yeah. <laughs> we were able to, we were still able to get it to the trucks to get mm-hmm. driven away. Yeah. But like, it, <clears throat> it's another example. Like we, we've been telling people for months, the Minotaur is useless because once it hits an IED, it's, it's a recovery operation. Minotaur mm. down didn't prove that. And then we wasted all that manpower and assets and time to go yeah. up to the get the, the thing, bring it back down mm-hmm. to Rachel to bring it back up the road. Yeah. They get blown up five times and then they just put it on a low boy. They drove it away. We mm-hmm. never used it. And that alone was like very damaging to the platoon. Yeah. That really was, was weighed really heavy on a lot of people. Yeah. Cause we're starting the day and we just hit three IDs. Like, yeah. You know, and that, that, and that instant alone, uh, Lowered our level down again. Yeah. Uh, another person. Yeah, for TBI. And now, you know, we're we're looking at doing a mission that is easily like a company size operation. Yeah. Easily. If not, you know, right. more than that. And we're doing it with like, what do we have? Like 14 of us? Half of a platoon. You yeah. know, 15 of us and like a handful of ANA. Mm-hmm. And like that was it. The very And the com- company commander, yeah. you know, who, you know, it's it's... It's not and, very many of us. No. You know, it's especially for the area we were going to. It was like, oh, man, this, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> like, can we, can we get like AC-130 circling in or, or something, you know, like anything. I mean, um, we, we fortunately, we did have dedicated air. We did, which was good. Which we did have good, the, yeah. the birds rotating in and out. But, you know, there's always that that gap, you mm-hmm. know, hey, you know. And you they know, knew when that gap We're on was, station yeah. for an hour and a half and then you beat for like 45 minutes an through. hour, yep. you know, and it's like. It's pretty much it gives them like forty five minutes, an hour to, to, to fuck with us. Yeah. yeah, you know. And well, I don't remember a whole lot about the movement. I remember it being tough. Um, mm-hmm. We were bouncing in between compounds and yeah. clearing compounds along the way and trying to stay off the roads through those clots. Yeah, 
because we're like we, we can we can clear the compounds without getting on the road. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of our strategy, just to do it with you know if there were two sides of the road in the clot, we'd send half of the squad on the right, half the squad on the left. We'd kind of just climb the walls in between the backyards yeah. of the compounds, and then we'd because re- that was the point in the deployment where we had seen so many people just freaking disappear yeah in front of us that it got to the point where i remember when i because it got to the point where i was making all the route choices yeah for the the platoon or at least for our squad right on missions and i purposefully you know as much as some people probably hated it i didn't give a shit i made it the most awful terrible because i mean i remember quite a few missions there we were clearing and i'm sorry you do you look so miserable yeah but i mean at the same day time it was like at least we're not walking down a road yeah and i was trying to take us places like where we would never find an IED yeah. ever. And and I did it because I didn't want to see anyone else get fucked up. Right. And especially not off of my decision. Right. You know what I mean? I don't want to be responsible for that. And uh, so I, I literally like I looked on our map and was like, this looks like the shittiest, most fucked up ass backwards way to get here. We're going that way. Yeah. Because they're not going to expect it. They're not going to, you know, there's not going to be IEDs there. And if there are, you know, it's luck one in the draw. Million, but, yeah. You know. But yeah. I remember we pushed into. Um. So whatever town had three dome mosque. Yeah, there there was something there. I don't remember exactly which towns were which, and yeah, and, I, don't uh, I do remember. I mean, I remember Najat. Sure, obviously. I mean, everybody knows when you're coming in Najat. Yeah, <laughs> pretty ominous place. But uh, remember we pushed in the first compound, and that's when we found. Uh, no, so we pushed into the one compound, and it was empty. The whole village, like little area, was empty. Oh yeah. And that's when we weren't in there for very long. I think I had split off Lieutenant Kohler a little bit. We were walking over to look at something and you guys were still on the road and they started spraying down the road. Uh, for, I think it was from behind us, wasn't it? Talk about when I got shot? Yeah, when you got shot. No, that was from in front of us. That, that was, was from, from the jock or, or possibly from the checkpoint, honestly. Because um, I was in a weird spot because I wasn't there. I was in a comp and I remember we got shot from the front of us, from the east of us. Yeah. But I don't remember... Except it was kind of weird where we were at because they were shooting over the wall at where me and Kohler were. Yeah. But where you guys were, you were just exposed on that road. We were just, it was just the four of us happened to be in yeah. the road because we were transitioning as a platoon from like the southwest corner, not southwest, the northwest corner of this collot yeah. to the southeast corner of it. So it requires you being on the road for about 20 meters. Yeah. And then you dip and then off. Dip off. Mm-hmm. So like, we were trying. We tried to space it out pretty well. Like a couple guys go, okay. A couple guys go, okay. Mm-hmm. And when it was me, Tallman, Roberts, and Robbins went, that's when they decided to, yeah, to shoot. Mm-hmm. It was very quick. It mm-hmm. was. It was pretty short. Yeah, it was a pretty short engagement. Um, I, and I remember as you guys took that on the road. Um, me and Kohler were in an area with some. We were looking for some of them, the Afghans because the Afghans had wandered off. And we're, we're by themselves. Yeah. You could hear them shooting and hear them getting shot at. So we went over to go see what was going on. And we were able to get them, like redirect them out of there back to where everybody else was. And like as soon as we left there, like a bunch of 37s came in and yeah. just blew that whole fucking area apart. You know, yeah. so like it's good timing. Yeah. You know, it's good that we, me and Cole were able to get back there and, and, and get them out of there. Um, you know, came back out on the road. And I remember I looked at you. And I was like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> like, you freaked me out. You had, like bullet holes in your backpack, yeah. and and you had the claymore in your backpack. Remember, we took the claymore out and we were looking at it to make sure there's no fucking bullets in it because we couldn't find. Remember, we couldn't find an exit wound. 
or not exit wound, but exit hole on your right. backpack. I yeah. think there probably was one. There was because it was a ricochet went up. Yeah, and we could have, but we couldn't find it. We were yeah. like, where the hell is it? Like, is it lodged in something? Yeah. You had all these explosives in your bag. Yeah. So it's like, oh God, like, what's it stuck in? And um, so I remember, yeah, we kind of like reconsolidated from that, you know, changed our underwear <laughs> and uh, <laughs> continued moving on. And that's when we came to the second part of that village cluster right there. And that's where we found uh, the two dudes mm-hmm. and uh, went over to them, x-sprayed them. One of them came back uh, for uh, stuff and then we zip cuffed them and then we, yeah. we, we dipped out. And from there, I'm trying to think. So there was another thing about that whole mission was we were down a, a piece of my clearing equipment. So it was just one the one piece. So we were taking turns actually like clearing with our legs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like people would take turns, you know, oh, I'll walk in front of everybody for a hundred meters. Yeah. Or, oh, I'll walk, you know, it's my turn. Like I'll be the, and it's funny because we kind of made a dick game out of it, like a joke yeah. to kind of get through it. And I remember people would be like, oh, I'll be the no legs guy. And then the guy behind him would be like, oh, I'll be the shrapnel guy. And then the guy behind him would be like, I'll be the TBI guy. And it was funny because at one That's I mean, exactly how it played out. It's not funny, but it's ironic that it played out that way because it, it ended up being amputee shrapnel tbi guy in the end um but um you know we i remember we got to a compound right before we were pushing into the weed field and we kind of took a little tactical pause to see uh where we were going to go um we look at the map and i was out of water i think almost i think everyone was out of water because i asked dennison i'm like hey dude do you have any water like i could use like a sip of water right now i have nothing like yeah. I, I had sucked the air out of my camelback you know i had nothing left and uh he was like nah dude he's like i'm out and i looked at nagur and i was like dude like you got some water and he was like nah i got nothing and uh we were sitting there just kind of like fuck we're out of water and um um it ends up uh nagur's like oh you know i think i have something you know, I think I have a drink in my bag. Hold on. So he goes down into his bag and he pulls out a five hour energy. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I looked at it, but you know what? Like, it sounds stupid, but I looked at that thing and I was like, you know, like I was ready to drink, <laughs> to drink some of it. And um, he had two. So mm-hmm. we told him, we were like, hey, you, you, you take one, you slam one. That, that's yours. And then me and Dennison mm-hmm. split the other one. So you always joke like we had like a two and a half hour energy together. We split a, <laughs> we split a five hour energy. And that was like the last thing I had to drink. Um, mm. And <laughs> I remember I, just, I was like, I think that was the last thing I had to drink. I had like nothing to drink like hours before then. You know, everybody was, was like black on water. Just, like I'm, I'm like, my mouth is like drying out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Same. I'm just thinking about it. You know what? I think that like is some of my like wartime trauma that I carry with me. I always like have to have water with me now like i if mm-hmm. i don't have water with me or a drink i feel very uncomfortable i'm like oh i need to get water yeah, right now thing. Um, yeah that's probably from that way. mission <laughs> right there <It> probably <laughs> you know um and uh so we we reconsolidated and we were like all right well we figured out the best the best seemed like the best route into the 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 weed field so uh start walking through the weed field and uh like I said, um, Dennison, myself, uh, Lieutenant Kohler, and uh, Nagurn were kind of, we pushed ahead of everyone and we were kind of like being like the route clearance team. 
and um, um, push to this weed field. And then as soon as he pushed to the weed field, I mean, the well, speaking of the weed field, the weed field was like an impenetrable jungle. You mm. remember Curtis? Like oh, yeah. it was like you you could not see the person like three feet in front of you. It was like the darkest, thickest weed field I think we ever walked through on that deployment. It yeah, was it was eight, ridiculous. Nine foot stalks. Yeah. I mean, they're and, and it was at harvest season, mm-hmm. so it was as big as they're gonna get, you know, and 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 just mm-hmm. huge buds, and everybody's getting all sticky and, and caught up in it, and you can't see, and you have to like yell to the person in front of you, like, "Hey, slow down! I can't see you. Hey, slow down! I can't see you." And they're literally like, "What do you mean? I'm right here, dude! I'm like three feet away." Um, so we finally come out of that freaking, you know, heart of darkness jungle and, uh, get out into this field and it's just a straight open field facing the jot. And we were just like, fuck. Yeah. Like, but at this no point, yeah, at but at this point there's like no way to get in. So mm-hmm. we kind of real quickly decide, you know, all right, well, everybody else kind of hang back a little bit, you know, we're going to push up to this wall. And we're going to see how it pretty much like see how this goes because there's like no other choice. And mm. we got within uh, 20 feet of that wall and uh, some fucking Taliban dude comes right up on the wall with a PKM and just holds the trigger for like a solid like, I don't know whether you say like five seconds, yeah, six seconds, just dump, probably dump like 50 rounds, you know, mm. Um. I don't know how he didn't hit any of us. Like, I really don't. To this day, like, I, I feel like it's that scene from Pulp Fiction where, you know, the, the dude's in the bathroom and he comes out. You know, if you guys have seen that movie and he's like, oh, fuck you. And he's squeezing rounds and he misses them. And then, you know, they kill him. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. But that's what it felt like because we were like, you know, like, how are we not, how do we not have like 8,000 holes in us right now? And then, yeah. you know, so he sprayed at us. We shot back. And then we kind of had like a real quick pause because we were like, is that it? And then like the whole village like starts shooting at us. Like yeah. there's probably like seven or eight dudes, you know, shooting at us from that little compound. Maybe mm. more, you know, I don't know. It's quite a bit. And it was very overwhelming. Like it was probably the most overwhelming fire I've ever experienced ever. That whole deployment. Mm. And uh, we got to the point where we're like, we got to get out of here. Like this, we're going to die. And yeah. so Dennison saw a crack in the wall. And, you know, as most of us know, you know, cracking the wall is like telltale sign. There's going to be an ID there, especially in an area like Najat where they don't want you to go in ever. So Dennis takes off. I see where he's going. Like, I know where he's going. I'm just like, oh, fuck, please don't let the rain ID there. But we got to get out of the field or we are going to die. Yeah. Or get fucked up. And uh, so he dives it through the hole and lands. It doesn't blow up because like I'm running behind him. And like as he jumps, I'm like. Oh God. And then it didn't go, nothing happened. So I literally, I right on top of him. I jumped on top of him and then Kohler jumped on top of me. And then the jumped on top of all of us. <laughs> so it's just like a huge dog pile. Cause I think we were all thinking like the same thing. You know, everybody had that same thought in their right. mind. Um, so like we kind of reconsolidated again, wiped our butts real quick. And, uh, <laughs> You know, we that's when the rest of the platoon, you know, came up online and then they started taking taking the heavy contact. Everybody else was able to get up. Right. Um, and so we were able to maneuver back towards you guys. And we got up and over a wall. And I remember we were like running, but everybody was like online pretty much just laying it into this into Najat. Just whatever they had, you know, 
40 Mike Mike, Saul, 240, right. like everybody's just laying scunning into this town. And as we were running past, um, a Koa got shot in the arm. And I remember he flew backwards and was just like, oh, he's like, fuck. He's like, my arm, arm. So like I tried and I'm like exhausted at this point, mind you. Like mm-hmm. it's been a long two days and, and we're out of water and we had just gone through this gnarly experience like up at the front. And uh, I remember I reached down to grab him, to grab his armor. And I grabbed it and it was like trying to pull a ton of fucking bricks. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it like stopped me dead in my tracks. And I think I took like four steps with him and I had to like let him go. And I fell down into the ditch. There's like a, a ditch on the side of the road. And I was kneeling there. And I was like trying to get back up. And I was just like so smoked. And I was like, go. I was like, get in the ditch, get in the ditch. And then people were yelling at him to get in the ditch. And he like kind of got close and I was able to grab him and like roll him down into the ditch and um that's when todd had had come up behind me and i kind of felt bad because i was kind of stealing todd's thunder doing the medic stuff you know but like i I always i mean i mean you saw i treat a lot of dudes from that deployment and like i mean i love everybody man i mean if i can help them i'm gonna try and help them you know and and, uh well unfortunately for koa there wasn't a whole lot that needed to be done no he was he was pretty good pretty good little Uh, nick yeah it, it was i mean he had it lodged in him it was lodged in his arm oh was it yeah I yeah, he, I, I, it was a bullet fragment lodged in his arm, right? It was, it had gone in his bicep and it lodged in his arm. But we always joke like, oh, he was so strong. He flexed the rest of it out, you know? Because it was like <laughs> only like a fragment that was in there. But uh, but like, I mean, anybody knows Akoa. If you want to paint a picture for people that don't know him, he's like, uh, he's like five, 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 six, yeah, uh, short, just hell. like bald, bald dude, shaves his head, just solid. He's like a, stack of bricks dude he's strong i think he does like strongman stuff now and he's yeah. benching like 600 pounds he's a big dude he's dense he's strong yeah. you know uh and uh i remember that's why when i went to go drag him i was it was just like huh? oh my god like I can't fuck. it was like trying to pull a car you <laughs> yeah. know it's it's not, like, he's not fat no he's not, not fat he's, it's like he's every inch solid, of muscle yeah he's there's, not, there's, like there's muscles lot. that ripple across exactly it's yeah. like you can see like his yeah. neck muscles you know and he's like, Ugh, you know yeah uh but uh, yeah, I remember we, we we cut his sleeve off, uh, put a Israeli bandage uh, on his arm partially, and as we were putting the Israeli bandage on, uh, they came across and said that the Apaches were going to fire. Yes, they were going to shoot rockets. We were like, "Well, f- fuck, where? You're like, we're in an open field right now. Like, they're going to shoot close to us because we're getting shot at pretty close." Yeah, and I ask uh, the RTO, "I'm like, where?" And he's like, "There." And I'm like, that is a terrible answer that you never give ever, ever in the infantry world. Because if you say that, like you're you're an idiot. You yeah. know, three Ds, dude. Give me the Ds. They, they, <laughs> were, they were doing terrain denial fires. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were shooting into an open field in the middle of it. Actually, it's probably the open field that we walked through later in the yeah thing. It's probably what they were shooting into. Yeah. Um. So they uh. So I was just like, fuck it, like let's get out of here. So, you know, we got we were getting ready to get a koa up, and then we got the field got raked again. Yeah, by another. Uh, I don't know if it was the PKM or the AK. I wasn't even looking up there at this point. I was. I just heard the rounds come again, and we hit the dirt. That was when the Afghan got shot. Yeah, that was when the Afghan got shot, and um, so we started. I mean, I threw a few rounds after that over Akoa, and then I just we, I helped him up, and we jammed across the field, um, got him down behind cover, and then and Todd was able to actually get him more yeah. packaged up and everything. Um. And then uh, we had left Akoa's bag, though. 
in the field when we right. got him out of there because we were just trying to get the hell out of there. Is a bad spot, and they were like, and Akoba's like, my bag, my bag's over there. It's got explosives, and we we're just like, oh fuck, we have to get that fucking bag. <laughs> and uh, so me and Denison go up to each other, and he's like, I'm gonna get it. I'm like, Duh. I'm like, let's, we'll both get it. Like, yeah. I, you're not gonna go by yourself, and you're not gonna let me go. So, um. So we go right out there, we get up against the edge of the wall and we count down from like five for like five where you tell the A&A guy just to dump, lay the scunion around right. the corner. You know, we do our countdown five to one and then we just run as fast as we can, grab this bag and uh, come back, <laughs> which was like, it was pretty nerve wracking. <laughs> you know, I really didn't want to go out there and grab the bag, but I kind of had to. Um. But, I mean that the the firefight kind of ended not ended ended because it never really ended until we still threw some rounds we threw some rounds afterwards we threw some at us yeah um, they shot at the bird when it came into to to take a co and the Afghan guy away yeah um which you know we were lucky that that happened next to a field that they could land in well they they took a koa and they the Afghan didn't get on. <laughs> Oh, that's right. And we yeah. told him we're like get on the bird, and they we started getting shot at. And instead of getting on the bird, he hit the deck. Oh, and the bird and, and the bird, the bird left. The bird was like, "Oh, later." <laughs> yeah, it dipped because they, they were like, going to get call fucked it back. Up. They're like, "No, we're not calling it back." Yeah, so he he stuck it out with us. He was they were pissed about that too. Yeah, I remember they, they were, were mad. They were mad, that but we, it's like that well, we didn't medevac. It was like, "No, you had your chance, bro." Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, um, should have got on the bird. You know, and it's funny. You know, the time between when that first gunshot happened. And that medevac was uh, over an hour, yes. but it feels like it was just like I don't know. It feels that. fast. Um, and to try to get to the meat of this one, we'll have to cut a lot of this out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we 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 started to probe how we could get into the village because yeah. this was our last objective. We had to clear Najat, and then just past Najat, we were two hundred fifty meters away from the end of our mission. Mm-hmm. We just had to clear a couple buildings, call yeah. it good. Like even Captain Kitchen was like, "Hey man, let's just check this box and go home." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we kept trying to find ways into this village, and they all was like, "No, that, that's a choke point. Like, look at that. There's a V in the wall. There's a yeah. four-way intersection. They just shot at us from that direction. There, there's gonna be something there." Mm-hmm. Um, and we're trying all these different ways in. We finally get in. Um, we push south to like there was a mosque down there and a bridge or something. Yeah, we cleared that. And while they were clearing that, that's when you and Kitching, Denison, Kohler, Degern. Like Stefan, we're like, hey, we're gonna figure out how to get yeah. out of here. Yeah, because you had our only mine detector. Yeah, yeah. Me and Denison were switching off, um, you know, doing the mine clearing and everything yeah. like that. We were trying to kind of split it up, and it got to the point where like he he like wouldn't let me take it because he knew I didn't want to do it. Yeah. Um, but I was trying to do it anyway. Um, but yeah, he he just would not let me take it from him. Would not let me take it from him. He was like, I got it, I got it. Like I'll do it. I'll get us out of here. Yeah. Now. But it just like speaks to the kind of guy he is. Yeah. You know, like he's fucking badass dude yeah. you know like super badass dude um we were very lucky to have him you yeah. know uh so we were clearing uh we kind of got to the end there we cleared over this road started working through a field and then that's when you guys had stayed back you guys were, were holding just so we could kind of figure out like you said where how to get out of here and also you know? the, the afghans were still clearing some random buildings. yeah it was like, there was a few things going on and um yeah. so we uh Came around a corner, and I remember uh, stepping down from a pile of bricks, and then there's just this bright flash, like real bright, um, and it sounded like I was inside a jet engine. And I remember Denison disappeared, 
uh, I saw him for a second and it flashed. I guess it was almost like cameras are going off, kind of like it right. flashed and then it flashed again, like really intense. And he was, I didn't see him anymore. And I remember uh, getting pushed, like my right arm getting pushed up. And then I woke up on the ground. Uh, and that right arm being pushed, that was your weapon coming up, coming up with your hand on it. Yeah. So it was yeah. like an involuntary movement in your hand because it was on the weapon. It was, yeah, it was pushing me because I was, you know, sitting there in the normal stance, you know, hand on my 203, other hand, you know, on my, on my grip. And then it just got, I got pushed up like this, like my elbow kind of came up mm-hmm. and, you know, where the ACOG was, I think that's, it connected with me. I think as soon as it hit me, I think it knocked me the fuck out like yeah. cold. Um, and, uh, so I woke up on the ground and I remember when I woke up on the ground, I knew what happened. I knew an IED went off. Yeah. I knew that's what it was. Um, but I was scared to open my eyes because I was like, I couldn't feel anything. Right. I couldn't feel like the right side of my body at all. So before I opened my eyes, I like wiggled my toes and I was like, okay, like I can feel my toes and then I wiggled my hands and I could feel, I'm like, okay, I can feel my hands. And then I opened my eyes and I couldn't see anything. And that, I have kind of bugged me out a little bit. I remember rubbing my face and I'm trying to see. And what it was, was like, it wasn't so much my eyes were damaged. It was my, I was wearing contacts, which you're not supposed to do. But I always wore them because unlike glasses, you can see out of your peripherals and where you get attacked from. Right. The side, you know, so I want to be able to see everything. So that's why I never liked the whole glasses thing. And then you can't wear eye pro, whatever. Uh, My contact lens is like partially melted. Oh. But they didn't melt my eyes. They just got like kind of glazed over. Yeah. And it was, uh, that's why I couldn't see. Cause I remember I got it out and it was all white. Like that's why I couldn't see. Oh. I couldn't see. And I had dirt hmm. in my eyes. And so you were able to pull the contacts yeah, out. I got, yeah. I got them out. Um, they kind of, cause I was rubbing my eyes so hard they came out. You yeah. Know, they came dislodged. And uh, I remember looking over at Nagurn because Nagurn was next to me because I had gotten launched. Uh, like, him, like right. 10 feet and I, I I don't remember it but I hit him with I was knocked out but I hit him with my body he remembers it yeah because uh, he said I came flying out of out of nowhere and and that's all he remembers is seeing me get close and then he was on the ground um anyway, I looked over and he was like dragging his head on the ground like he was he was not in good shape he didn't have any like out exterior injuries but he absolutely had a TBI yeah like he he got rocked because I think he took the blast wave because the, the weird thing with those blast waves if you're really close, it's not as bad. But if you're set back a little bit, like you get you get hit with a lot of it. You mm-hmm. know, you get hit with a, the brunt of it there for some reason. I don't know why. Because um, we've seen that with a few other guys that got hit. They were back a little bit. Right. And they got a worse TBI than the guy standing in it. Right. You know. Like with, you know, going back to Clark and Holt where, yeah. you know, Clark was pretty lucid, but Holt was like space cadet. Yeah. You know. Um, so... I looked over to Gurn and, and I, I started to make sure he was all right. And uh, Kohler came over. Kohler, you know, was up there. I could hear him yelling for something. And uh, I saw them like talking about Denison. And then I like remember that Denison was in front of me because um, I was kind of, you know, TBI and stuff. Was, yeah, it's yeah. all coming back together. You know, I'm kind of like, I got rocked pretty hard. So I'm trying to like get my grounding again. And uh, uh, I remember. As like very shortly after I woke up and and all this happened, I heard another explosion, and uh, I knew as soon as I heard it, I was just like, oh, I was like, fuck, and I knew it was one of the medics. I knew it was yeah. Todd or Sal, um, 
come to find out it was Todd yep. later on, you know. Um and uh like shortly after that I, I heard Kohler calling for me and Kohler was like, Evans, like, I need your help. Like, what do I do? Because we didn't have a medic anymore. Yeah. And he knew that I, you know, I carried the extra aid bag. I treated almost everybody in the, yeah. platoon. I treated just about everybody in the platoon that got wounded, you know? Um, so I, I got up and I, I went over to help him. And, uh, I remember like, you know, Dennison laying there that we, we got him up out of the Creek and he was laying on the ground and uh, one of his legs was missing below the knee and the other one was still there, but it was, it was pretty tore up. Like he had no calf muscle right. left. It was just bone. And uh, so he started getting, you know, we got his tourniquets on, threw extra tourniquets on, started wrapping them up, uh, trying to get his vitals and stuff, you know, trying to keep him calm. And uh, the one thing that like always stuck in me from that was he reached out his hand and I was holding his hand and in a super monotone voice, he was just saying, I need some medicine just like that. And yeah. it was freaking me the fuck out. Cause I he was, I thought he was going to die yeah. right there, you know, cause when he got blown up, he lost the one leg, got launched into the Creek Yeah, and he must've just been dumping blood cause he was in the water. Yeah. You know, he, he almost he, drowned in that. Yeah. Too. And, um, so I, I didn't think he was going to make it. I thought that he was going to die and uh, it freaked me out, man. I was like, I was like, I had like tears coming out of my eyes, you know, sitting there waiting for this bird to come thinking that he's going to die, you know? And uh, thankfully the bird was fucking quick. They were, they were quick there and they were professional and they, they didn't give a shit that we had just taken contact. Cause like you said, we, professional, we will get birds that they'll, we'll be taking contact and they'll be like, Nope, it's not safe. Nope, mm. it's not safe. Move to a different LZ. They didn't give a shit. They knew that we needed them. And that and was they, the only LZ. They put down in the craziest, most uneven, tight spot ever, dude. And I remember we uh we we got Dennis and loaded up and uh we we carried him over uh to the helicopter and uh got him on the bird. Then came back. I remember sitting down, and and I, I everything that happened kind of started catching up with me, and I started kind of feel woozy, and 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 I was I was I mean, Dennison a million times worse than me, you know, but I was pretty tore up, you know. I had uh my nose was was kind of hanging off my face, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, I had shrapnel stuck in my legs, uh, my arm, uh, all over my face. Uh, I just fractured my L five when I hit. Nagurns, mm -hmm. my back was was fractured, uh, and then the brain injury, you know. So I, I was like, I think my adrenaline started to dump, and then that's when I started to kind of you know get woozy, and I was getting lightheaded. And uh, the bird had to come back and and pick me and, and Nagurn up because they only had room for Todd and Dennison and their medic and their medic, yeah, and their medic had hopped yep. out uh, on yep. the ground and stayed with us. And I remember. <laughs> I remember looking at the medic. It's like one memory I have, like very another like very vivid memory, and I looked at him, and he probably looked at me, and I looked I looked bad. Yeah, and I probably freaked out a little bit, you know. In all, in all fairness, uh, um, I looked at him, and he, all I remember all he had was the M nine, and uh, I looked at him, and I was like, "Is that all you brought?" And he was like, "Yeah." I was like, 
you're fucked or something. <laughs> I said something like fucked up, you know, like I was just like in a weird yeah. space, you know, and I was just like, Oh God, that's not good or something, you know? And he, he looked a little nervous after I said, you know, the guy, this fucking face hanging on yeah. is, is telling him that, you know? And well, not, this is one thing that we've been building up to that I really, really, really wanted to talk about was yeah. the valor of that medic. Mm. Um, and, and the, and the two crews that flew into that HLZ. Oh yeah, dude, they were, it was, imagine if like you're in an enemy base and you're doing a medevac in an enemy base yeah. on an LZ that is only the perfect size for a Black Hawk helicopter. And there's IEDs everywhere. There's, there's IEDs everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. They're in the village. We know they're in the village. We just shot at them in the village. Yeah. And so the, the helicopter came in the first time mm. and to judge the approach, and, it wasn't very good and he yeah. did a go around. And what a lot of people probably don't realize the IEDs and stuff like that helicopter could land on an IED. 100%. That's it. It's yeah. done. Over. And it can and kill then, everyone then, in the bird. A very bad day. Oh, yeah. And then, you know. Then we're stuck there guarding yeah. it for six days. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they came in and they did a go around because they didn't quite nail it right. Mm -hmm. But the next time around, they came in, perfect approach, planted it, this medic. Mm -hmm. And for those that aren't necessarily familiar, army medics do not get out of army helicopters. <laughs> no, they don't. They stay. They stay on the helicopter. That's that their, is their place of duty. Mm -hmm. They do not get off. That is, like pararescue men do it. Um, I'm sure even like other services, yeah. their medics might get off the helicopters, but he got off with just uh, an nine M9. Mil. Yeah. And he got off because we had no medics. Mm -hmm. You know, we had, it was total, just like worst case scenario. Yeah. Um, I have heard of them come getting off to help do like slings. Yeah. And, and, I, stuff and I've, like I've that. had them, you know, hop off and, yeah. and help me get patients on and right. stuff, you know, when I was working at but the But to be alone center, on the ground. Yeah. Never. Because that no. helicopter just dropped him and took no. off again. Because that's his like, that would be like someone leaving their platoon and just saying, oh, I'm going to go by myself. Yeah. And hang out with this platoon. Just now. by himself know. on yeah. the ground. Um, so I don't, I'm, I'm, it is one of my goals to f figure out who that was and who that unit was, who the pilots were, but like mm -hmm. to leave him there. And then he did what he did. And then he didn't even get back on his own aircraft. We loaded Todd and Dennison onto that first aircraft, yeah, and it took off without him. It did, yeah. He got on some other crew's aircraft, yeah. Like, well, he got on when he was still there when um, they landed to pick us up, yeah. And he, I think he got on with that. He got on with you guys, yeah. yeah. But it's just, um, you know, first off, like, our, like medevacs generally don't like to land in the same LZ multiple times, and they did it. They did it three times, they knew actually that, four times. Well, they knew that we needed them. It was the only LZ, yeah. It was either that or a, a, a hoist, and they definitely were not going to be wanting to do a hoist in that no. area. They, no. I don't think they would, never would have got approved. No, they would have got shot down um, in two seconds. If it was a between a hoist. a hoist or Sarn Dennison dying, they probably would have said, I'm sorry. Yeah. And it would have been a tough decision to make, but an aircraft and five people versus one guy. Yeah. Um, I'm glad they didn't have to make that decision because mm -hmm. we probably would have put him on our back and hiked him down that creek, and that would have been that. Yeah. Because uh, we would have done it. Mm -hmm. um, fortunately, we didn't have to. Yeah, thankfully. Um. And then, you know, were you conscious the whole way back once you got on that bird? Yeah. So I, uh, I remember I, I, you know, I think because my adrenaline was pumping, I was able to like, you know, help dance against the bird. Yeah. And, uh, but towards the end there, I was, I was like loopy and, mm -hmm. uh, Stefan had to help me get on the bird. Like I was like, the world was freaking spinning on me a little bit. I was kind of off balance and I yeah. walk right. And, um, uh, Stefan helped me on the bird. You know, said goodbye to me, and, and then we we me and we took off in the Gurn, and uh, I remember like I you know I think it was maybe like a symptom of the brain injury, and then on top of like everything that had happened throughout the whole deployment, specifically those two days was like compounding, and I was kind of like aggro, you know, yeah. I was a little aggressive, not like mean or anything like yeah. that, but I wouldn't let the medic touch me. I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine, dude, I'm fine, like fuck off, pretty much. Yeah, 
and he's like, I'll take my clothes off. You don't have to cut them off. And like he was like, I, I feel like I felt bad for the guy. He was like wincing as I was like taking my stuff off because I didn't know how my face looked. I'm sure it looked pretty bad, you know, but um, I'm like taking my armor off over my stuff. And he's just like, oh, you know, careful, <laughs> yeah. careful, you know, like don't, careful. Don't rip your nose off. And uh, we, I was awake the whole time and um, we landed at uh, CAF at Kandahar Airfield where the, the hospital is. And uh, I didn't want, I didn't want them to wheel me off. You know, I didn't want, I don't know why. I don't know if I was just mad or if I just wanted to walk on my own off the bird. I just didn't want to get carried. You know, I was just something, something was like, I was just mad about it. You know, I didn't want them to carry me. So I ended up, at this point, I was naked <laughs> with just my boots on. And I walked across the airfield at Kandahar with my dick hanging out <laughs> pretty much to the hospital. And then they put me uh, they put me on the stretcher and then they wheeled me into the trauma room. And I had like six or seven doctors on me, like immediately as soon as I got in there. I could see where they took Todd because I kind of saw Todd. I didn't see Dennison. But I heard like a lot of commotion somewhere, and I'm pretty sure that was Denison. And uh, I remember laying in the bed, and um, they were asking me what happened. And um, like, I think all the memories from the deployment like hit me at once. And I, dude, I fucking started crying like a fucking baby. Yeah, you know, like this. 100% like just tears coming out of my eyes and I was like I could because they asked me what happened and like I just like told them and I remember at the end I was like I'm just so tired of seeing my friends get hurt you know like I'm just I'm so sick of it you know and I just had tears come out of my eyes and they, then they gave me a Valium <laughs> and then I I calmed down a little bit after that yeah. they saw how upset I was and um because we did man man it's a lot of people a lot mm. of people got hurt you know and it's and a lot of people don't realize that it's like they get hurt and then we don't see them again. Right. They're gone. Yeah. You know, and, and there's those, there's a, a gap there where like, you know, especially for some of the more serious guys like Clark and Dennison, like you don't know what's going to happen. You don't yeah. know what's happening. You don't know if they're dead. You know, thankfully it's not like how it was before. Like I told you a story about my dad where, you know, there was the, the guy from Vietnam that got wounded real bad when he was there and he thought he was dead until he saw him at a reunion 30 years later. So, you know, it's Jesus. not that bad, you know, but it's, it's, it's just going through that that whole process, I think, over and over and over mm -hmm. again, just just kills you inside. Yeah. And and, it, it, and you know, I, I throughout the deployment, you know, there was some hard times. There was swindle. There was there was you know Clark and stuff. And like I remember, I'd have a hard time. I talked to Sergeant Bally about it, and he would be like, "You know what, dude?" He's like, "I I know." And he's like, "We need to talk about it. Talk about it to me." But when you're in front of everybody. You got to take those feelings and just stuff them in your pocket and just stuff them down, stuff them down, stuff them down. And you got to keep them there. And when you get home, you deal with it. But right now, you need to keep it together because everybody else is going to look at you right. and see how you're acting because you're an NCO. If you're falling apart, they're going to fall apart. And it's going to be a domino effect, yeah. you know, which we saw in other platoons, mm -hmm. you know. And I think me doing that, the whole deployment kind of came to a head, you know, when I was in the hospital bed. And then uh, Akoa came over after they gave me the Valium. And he was, because he, he was all bandaged up in a sling. Because he heard that what happened and he came over, you know, and uh, he was all crying and stuff. And we were hugging and shit. And, and he went and checked on everybody and stuff. And uh, yeah, they knocked me out. 
and uh, I woke up butt naked <laughs> uh, the next morning. Uh, and I remember waking up in the hospital bed. And, you know, you know, the manly thing to do is to reach down and scratch the old sack. Got to make sure it's still there. And I like, you know, I, I think I, I didn't know what happened. I woke up and I reached down and I pulled my catheter. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh. <sighs> and all I heard was that they put a catheter in you. And I looked over and it was Todd and Todd was next to me in the, in the hospital. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, they got me too. <laughs> you know, no, dude, I was like, oh, it was so painful. But man, I was so happy to see that he was there. And, um, I looked across from me and there was Nagurn right across from me. It was weird. We were in like a, a four bed room or an eight bed room. And, you know, for somebody that's losing their leg, it's pretty unusual for someone not to be in the ICU. Yeah. And to see Todd next mm-hmm. to me, I was just like. Yeah. Todd, I mean, Todd got very lucky. For it was a freak. Couple reasons. Freak thing. Yeah. Yeah. One, he was moving. Yeah. He was he running. He was full sprint when he hit it. Mm-hmm. Um, second, it low ordered. Yeah. So it, it was only, a, it did fully detonate, but it was like a partial detonation. Yeah. So there was charge behind it and it did break his foot in half. But other than his foot being broken in half, I mean, he was, he didn't have like Clark had all the, the, the horrible secondary wounds yeah. on his hands or his leg. He didn't, it didn't actually even amputate anything yeah. when he hit it. You know, and again, part of it is because he was running, part mm-hmm. of it was because it was a low charge. Um, you know, he was he was running the army ten miler like before we even came back from Afghanistan. Yeah, like he's which a fucking still beast, angers dude. me to this we day. We were we were at <laughs> CAF, and um, he had a pack of cigarettes on him, and you know we we both smoked whatever, and he would go to me and be like, "You want to go smoke?" And mind you, my face is all fucked up, and uh, he's in a fucking wheelchair, so like I'm like fucking wheeling this dude in a wheelchair. With my face hanging off. He's got no leg. And we're going outside to smoke. And this nurse is getting fucking furious with us that we're going outside to smoke. Especially me because my face is fucked up. So that's like not good for yeah. what I have going on. And she kept yelling at us like, where are you guys going? You guys keep disappearing. And I'm supposed to keep track of you. And this and that. And like, we were like, whatever. Fuck you, bitch. Like, we're going to go anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and we kept, we kept, we got in a lot. Me and Ty got in some trouble in the hospital. For sure. But uh, yeah, we went and we saw maybe rewinding. Uh, we went and saw Denison and uh, saw his, they did our purple heart ceremony. And then we got up and we went and we saw Denison and he was doing his and he was so fucked up on drugs. He just kept looking at us and doing the shaka. He was like, there's like general standing around him. And he's looking at me and he's like, doing the shaka, <laughs> <about> right. you know, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm at attention, you know, I'm doing like, and yeah, it was, and you know what, seeing him like that, man, it just, I made me like, I was just happy you was still there. I'm happy you know? that you guys, all of you that got hurt, mm. especially on that last day, yeah. got to see each other and mm. like, hey, you're good, you're good, you're good. I mean, we're varying degrees of the word good. Yeah, um, but you're alive. But you're, you're alive here. and you're here. You know, And it was really helpful because Akoa came back to us. Yeah, so he, he was, was... The, like the unicorn of the whole deployment. The guy, someone that actually got shot and, and came back and finished mm-hmm. the fight. Um and he came back and was able to tell us, "Hey, I saw the guys. I was there yeah. with them. I went to Denison's Purple Heart ceremony. Like, yeah, to be to have that. Like, we didn't have to wait weeks to hear that the guys were good. It was we're like, that's hey. how it was with some like Clark. Yeah, Clark. It was like a week before we really heard what was right. up. You know, because he was in transit yeah. and everything. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, you know, a lot of people. That was my breaking point for sure. It was laying yeah. laying in 
the triage room at CAF with all the doctors around me. Then I'd say it was perfectly timed. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Wait till I left, I guess. Right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's so I don't ever hold any animosity, dude, about anyone. Everybody hits it, dude. Just yeah. a matter of time. Yeah. You know, and and fuck, dude, I was right there. Yeah. You know, I think if I if I made it after that mission, I would have had my breaking point on yeah. that deployment there, you know, and uh it was like I said, it was hard, man. It was hard, you know, just seeing, you know, oh, when we gonna lose someone else, you know, when's someone else gonna lose a leg, when's right. someone else gonna get hurt, and, and and it weighs on you, man. It weighs on you so much, especially when, you know, you're trying not to show that you're bothered, you know. And I had like personal stuff happen during the deployment too, you know, uh, that was hard on yeah. top of everything we're already doing, and and a lot of other people did too, man. Yeah. And people are human, man. You know, it's 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 a lot sometimes to, to handle. And like I said that I just, I cried like a baby, dude. I sobbed so hard and, uh, you know, got some drugs out of it, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, it was hard, man. It was, it was, it was hard. Uh, just kind of like getting hit with everything at once, you know, but you know, I, I try and maybe it's because I work DMS. And I'm used to kind of making the best out of a shit sandwich or yeah. being able to kind of hide pain with laughter <laughs> a little bit, I guess. But uh, yeah, it was it was a rough go, man. That mission was a fucking meat grinder. Yeah. There's no other way to put it. You know, it was yeah. it fucking chewed us up and spit us out. And even the people that didn't get wounded do got wounded in other ways. Yeah, you know, and. Uh, that was a, I think that was like a defining moment for our platoon, you know, if not like the pinnacle of that kind of deployment with just shit, you know? I mean, there's, that's kind of like, uh, everything was either before Najat or, or after Najat. Yeah. That was, that mm-hmm. was kind of a crossover for us. And, and another thing that weighed, that was real hard. I know it was hard for Denison too, was us going home and knowing that you guys were going to be going out without us, you know, and like, it, it makes you worry. You're like, fuck, dude, I hope nothing happens. I hope nothing happens to anyone. Mm-hmm. I hope they eat fucking ice cream the rest of the deployment and don't get in one firefight, you know, yeah. without us being there. And you guys got in a few, but like no one got hurt. Yeah. Thank fucking God we were the last ones, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to get fucked up. And uh, and yeah. everybody else made a home, man. Because I think that would have, I think that might have sent me over the edge for yeah. sure. If, if something happened when you weren't there. When we weren't there. And, you know, it's... Because, I mean, we're family. You know, yeah. a lot of people don't get that. You know, they, they talk about it. And you see it in Band of Brothers, like, we're brothers. But you are. You're family. Yeah. You know, because for seven months, probably like eight and eight, well, for me, seven months, but nine months a year, probably the hardest shit you'll do in your life. You're like, that's all you have. You, yeah. you got people at home, whatever. But day to day, it's like, that's it. That's all we got yeah. is who you're there with. So. Um, well, I think we'll we'll take the opportunity to to wrap it there yeah i think it's a perfect um stopping point and we wanted to we went a little bit longer than we, we yeah. planned on um so you know there's we'll definitely have you back on for the round table and yeah for sure there'll be other things to talk about in the future um but we wanted to give you the kind of the chance to say whatever's on your mind yeah um you know if there's a, anything you wanted to say to the guys mm-hmm. or that we didn't get to cover that you can cover in the next you know five ten minutes you yeah know, your absolutely program. um so, I mean, I'm just grateful that uh, out of all the places I could have landed, 
especially coming to the unit was landing where I landed with you guys. And, uh, you know, especially being like a new NCO and like, you know, having all that responsibility upon you guys made it like incredibly easy on me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I honestly couldn't ask for like a better group of dudes to be with over there. Like I couldn't even imagine having another group. And if I ever had a piece one together, it would be the same fucking people. Right. You know? Um, but you know, fucking love every love all you guys. Love everybody. And you know, if anybody ever needs anything or is having a hard time, whether it's they can't pay their electric bill or they just need someone to talk to, you know, you can reach out to me. Got me on Facebook, you got my phone number. Like anyway, Instagram, you know, send me smoke signals, send me penis pictures. I don't care, man. Hit me up. Contact us. We'll get you in touch. Yeah, Yeah. I'm always here. Um, But uh, outside of the military stuff. um, So when I got out, you know, I started did a few random jobs and started doing uh, wildland firefighting in California. And uh, one organization I did want to give a shout out to that is very similar to some of the the vet organizations we have. And I figure, you know, being a vet program, a vet podcast, there's going to be an onslaught of vet charities that get shout outs or vet organizations Mm -hmm. get shout out. And I kind of want to, you know, stray away from that to another organization that does help other kind of vets different ways. Um, There is a foundation called the Wildland Firefighters Foundation um, based out of Wyoming or Idaho somewhere. I don't remember, but the equivalent of a wounded warrior for wildland firefighters. Mm -hmm. So, you know, very similar to the infantry world. A lot of wildland guys get jacked up on fires, bad, you know, burns, uh, go down with, with heat stroke, uh, break legs, get killed, you know, happens Mm -hmm. every year. People get killed or, or something, you know, get hurt. And, uh, what, uh, wildland firefighters foundation does is they'll come in and they're like some of the first people to contact the family and they'll get the family, everything they need, pay for hotel rooms, you know, they'll, they'll pay for food. They'll, they'll do whatever they need to do to help support that family, um, through that time, that hard time, very much like a lot of the vet organizations do for guys that, you know, lose legs or get killed in combat, you know, like foundations, like, you know, Gary Sinise foundation yeah. mm-hmm. and, and, and stuff like that, you know? Um, so you know, I just wanted to, you know, if people ever, you know, had a few dollars to spare uh, or anything, they take donations. And um, it's a great organization. Uh, they do a lot of good. They don't use that money like s- some of the vet organizations do for promotion and, salaries and, and stupid salaries yeah. and shit. Like they're in it because they give a shit about because they are wildland firefighters yeah. and they started it. Um, so. You know, if you ever have a few bucks to give or looking for a charity around the holidays to throw some money at, I mean, that's one that's very near and dear to my heart and has helped people I know personally when they've been hurt on the line on the job. And uh, yeah, so you ever get a chance, man, look them up, you know, throw them a donation, something, you know, cool. Fair one too. So cool. yeah, that's it. Well, thank you guys for, for having me on and, and giving me the opportunity, you know, to tell some of our stories and, and thank you guys for what you're doing, you know, telling all of our stories. Cause it's, it's good to know that people outside of our group are hearing them and, yeah. and kind of understanding and, and, you know, maybe some family members of people that are around that are listening, have a better idea of, of what they went through and, um, you know, maybe some of some make a difference in someone's life, you know, and, and make a family a little more understanding of what their, their loved one went through. Sure. So, sure. but thank well, you guys for taking the, time and the effort man much love yeah man 
you know, I love you guys. Love you too, buddy. You know, you guys are my team, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you later. All right, man.